everybody this is drew and this is blake and you're listening to the lock stock and two smoky controllers podcast Welcome to episode 50. Uh, if you've been keeping track of things, you know that it's time for a special guest. And so we're going to forego the social media preamble and kind of jump straight into talking with our guest. And it, you may have just heard, actually, we have a brand new intro song, uh, courtesy of our guest today. Uh, you heard a snippet from the song Letting Go by the band Emerge. And our guest is the... Uh, Frontman, lead guitarist, songwriter, and producer of Emerge, Jared. What's up, guys? This is Jared with Emerge. Yeah. Hey, man. Th- thanks for doing this for us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for asking me. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think I, uh, me and you uh, met, God, years ago when you, uh, y'all guys opened for Otherwise. I yeah. Think was, uh, I don't even know if we had our podcast going no, back then. I don't think you did, because I remember when you actually like messaged me and said messaged that you were later about it. yeah it's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah and I, and, I, and I invited you on a long time ago but we had we had previous uh i tried to do people in the order that they either ask or i asked them to be on so you were you were you were in a, a queue of uh guests i'm glad we finally uh finally got to have you on here <laughs> yeah me too i was really really stoked when you asked me that's awesome um but you want to i guess go ahead and i'll go ahead and start with a few light questions and we'll see what conversation takes us <laughs> cool um so i was wondering you know what kind of got you into music what band inspired you and be like or what did you see to be like you know what i can do that how do, how, how did you kind of fall into this yeah so i um i was always interested in music but it wasn't until i was I guess around 12 or 13 that I, uh, my brother actually got uh, Meteora by Linkin Park. And that was kind go. of, that's sort of the generic answer for like everybody my age for what got him yeah. into music. Well, that's but That's a game changer though. It's it was, yeah, it was like, it was exactly. And so, man, when I heard that, that was, it was all over from there. I remember <laughs> he had the CD and I had this old laptop that my dad had given me from work and I burnt the CD on there and I would carry that laptop around with me. In the car, and that's how I would listen to awesome. to Lincoln Park and, and all that stuff. I mean, that was from there. It really just like set me off. And so I remember I, um, my buddy and I both started taking guitar lessons around the same time, and I took lessons for maybe maybe about two or three months. But by the second week of lessons, actually the first lesson my teacher asked me for the following week to just bring him a burnt CD of a bunch of different songs that I wanted him to teach me how to play. Mm. So I had, you know, Lincoln Park and Disturbed and Seether and all that kind of stuff on there. And I quickly realized that if all he was going to do was teach me how to play songs, then I could just figure out how to do that at home. And so I stopped taking lessons. 
Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I, st- I stopped taking lessons and just started learning all these songs. And then from there, one day I just started writing songs. And then after that, it was just like over. That was all I did like how, in high how school. Do, how do you go from playing other people's songs to just like writing your own stuff? What's the transition there? It's hard to. I don't know. It's it's hard kind of hard. Words. To, it, yeah. it sort of is like I um. this sounds, you know, I don't mean to sound, um, you know, to, to sound like bragging or any, I don't want to sound, you know, weird in any way by saying this, but I've always kind of looked at the songwriting thing as something that comes just natural. And I don't mean that, that just because you can naturally write songs that naturally the songs you're writing are going to be great or something. Cause yeah. I've, I've written so many, so many songs that just like, I never want anybody to yeah. hear. Not everything <laughs> makes the album. But, Exactly. Yeah. But so it's just one of those things where like, if you know, this song uses these chords, and I learned these riffs from this song, like you can sort of take little bits that you learn from from all kinds of songs, and then turn it into kind of, you know, writing your own. So it was a pretty natural transition. I mean, I've got like notebooks back from when I was like 14, 15 years old, where I've written out, you know, like, tablature in there for you know how to remember how to play these songs that i was writing and stuff yeah, so i was gonna ask so you do you read you can read music and you write tabs you don't just have like a like a some people just don't you you hear of famous musicians who just don't read music they just play it on, yeah. on their heads somehow right so i don't read music um mm-hmm. i actually like really have very little musical knowledge at all yeah, that's, it's, that's it's, common though it seems I've like that was right. better because it keeps you from being like you N- nailed down to a certain way. To Ex- a certain exactly. And that's, that's what I've always thought too. So, um, and that kind of goes along with me being self-taught. Like I just was never really that interested in learning all of the like intricacies of, mm-hmm. of music, because when you're just a guitar player and especially like a, a hard rock metal guitar player, like you don't always have to know all that stuff. Um, so I do, I do read tabs, but tabs is kind of like the, you know, reading music for dummies kind of thing, you know? And so that's what I, that's what I always stuck with. And it was easy. That's um, all you need. Right. Yeah. But so I did, and I do think that knowing too much can sometimes hold you back. I think yeah. that, that once you have like a really solid foundation um, and you already know how to write songs and you've already been doing things the way you've been doing them for years and years that at that point, learning to read music could probably be really beneficial. Like, I think if I learned to read music now, it would be far more beneficial than if I'd learned to read it 15 yeah. years ago. You could apply your self-taught experience to the reading. Ex- yeah. Exactly, because now reading music could help me like break through a plateau. Um, whereas if I had learned how to read it really strict years ago, it could have kept me in a box. Um, you could, have you considered doing that? I have. Yeah. Um, it's just now, you know, as you get older, it's so much harder to learn anything because you're just pulled a million different directions. And so it's just yeah. a patience thing. But it's it's interesting because there have been times when I, you know, have been recording something in the studio and the, uh, the engineer would say, well, musically, that doesn't go together. And I'm like, well, it sounds good. So I don't, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really matter if if musically it doesn't sound good. And so that's kind of where I always go back to is like, if I change something that I really loved just because it wasn't technical, to yeah. technically correct. Yeah. And so to me, if, if it sounds good, then it doesn't matter if it's, you know, actually supposed to go there or not. Did you have um, maybe hard to pinpoint? Is there anything specifically like that on the, 
on the Emerge album, the A New Horizon? Was there anything specifically? No, so there wasn't anything on that album. Um, but on our first EP, um, there was some stuff on there that was mm. just a little bit, you know, like just mostly just like overdub, you know, like lead guitar parts that just kind of, you know, to me sounded really melodic and really musical, um, but maybe weren't necessarily where they were, you know, supposed to go. And so, yeah, well, l- luckily, um, luckily, I, I've got a fairly decent ear in terms of like, you know, if something is just completely bad and not supposed to go there, then like usually I can hear it and be like, OK, that's not necessary. But, you know, so I guess that's kind of another um, another thing I'm fortunate to have. This kind of leads into that. As a producer, do you find it hard to self-edit or do you like having other members of the band? Do you guys kind of like work together? And be like, uh, it kind of leaves, he's saying he like he, he has the, if you have the ear, maybe producing is not as hard. But I mean, if you're the one writing it, you might be too close to it. You need other. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really, really good question. Um, and for years and years, I did have the hardest time with that um, mm-hmm. because I just like, I was like, man, you know, this song sounds great at five and a half minutes long with, you know, all these different parts and all these different like overdubs and stuff. And it wasn't really until we, we wrote um, the album, a new horizon that I learned like, okay, these songs don't have to be, you know, five and a half minutes long. Like, cause I used to think, you know, like you don't want them to be like just a three and a half minute long, you know, kind of radio song or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was always like, I was so much more interested in having like this cool musical intro and having a bridge and like having a bunch of different, you know, musical parts since I'm a guitar player. But what I realized is that it's not really, it's not necessary if it doesn't suit the song. And so I did have to really learn like, okay, there's definitely stuff that can be cut. Um, This part doesn't have to play, you know, for, you know, for 30 seconds or something like I can trim it down to half that and it'll still have the same effect. And so yeah, that was a big a, thing that I had to learn. We have a, uh, this kind of leads me to think about uh, we talk about bands that have the intros into songs. Like, so, so say a band has sometimes bands have like we call it it's maybe offensive. We call it sometimes parts that aren't music, like bands will have things that just seem like noise at the front of a yeah. song, like yeah. or just or ambient sounds. And then eventually, 30 or 45 seconds, the song starts. What is that for a music? Like, what what's the idea behind that for a musician? Do you know, or do you have an idea? I, yeah. So, I mean, I would say that uh, that a lot of that is just about kind of like setting the mood or the tone, or like maybe there's a certain theme that the you know that the band is going for with that album. Yeah. I can think of some specific examples of songs, um, you know, where like I feel like the intros just go on like a little bit too so, long, and if that wasn't there, yeah, I, I know you're super familiar with Seven Does, so the all of That's all it. of uh all of chapter seven they seem to do that all through chapter <laughs> you, seven you said it not me <laughs> well yeah. don't they though but and i exactly love, but all those songs are awesome once, once you get are. past Indeed. that first minute and we're just like why is it one seven dust i'm not i'm not i love seven i'm not ragging on seven because i love sure, seven sure. dust but all their you know it's their seventh album or whatever so like why and they didn't do it before I wonder yeah. what the weird mood was. And that's one of my biggest examples. It's always in my head that they have a whole album that does it. And I, yeah, I just and so don't know. It's, I love that you brought that up because um, <laughs> for a long time, and I think for a lot of people, that's sort of like the Seven Dust album that sort of like goes under the radar yes. as like the one that like isn't, you know, um, isn't talked about as much. And for a long time, I was one of those people too that just didn't really 
get it as much. And I think it was because those intros sometimes go on for so long that like it sort of takes you out of, yeah. you know, out yeah. of the mood, especially with a band like Seven Dust. Especially if you're, if you're, you're trying to, you know, I want to hear music, what's going on. Right. You know? yeah. Right. But then when you like really kind of like, when you hear just the songs and not, you know, like the 30, 40 second long intros that, that lead into them, um, those songs are awesome. Like that yeah. album is really, oh, yeah. really solid. I love it. Um, get to it, which is the hard part. I don't right. Want to start yeah. Skip ahead 45 seconds and then yeah. listen to the music. Yeah. And so I think like, I mean, and there are other, there are other bands um, that I can think of that have done stuff like that, especially like on like maybe the first song on your album. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I've always loved where like, if a band's going to do that, they have a separate intro track, track. from the actual thing, song. Yeah. Like that way you intro. can, yeah. That way you can skip it because like maybe, I'm, I've always been really big. Like when I get a new album, I really like listening to it from front to back. Like it's like, a yeah, some, you know, some it, albums, some albums we hear, some albums we have now that we, we listen to it front to back and we don't hear, we don't listen to it any other way now. Right. Can't so, exactly. Some certain bands, like I can't shuffle this album. It's impossible. Like it, yeah. I just, I have to hear it the way I heard it the first time. Not every band, you know, some bands just right. have this weird, some, you know, you know, albums have different feels to them and some album, some albums just feel like this is the only way to hear this. Or mm-hmm. yeah, because before shuffle was a thing, listening to like or just whole CD uh, all the way through framework, listening to Down with the Sickness or whatever the first uh, Disturbed album is called, and listening to Toxicity of Pacific Down. Mm-hmm. Anytime like I hear a song, my brain will immediately start playing the intro to the next song on the album. But then I have it on shuffle, and it plays a completely different song from a completely different album, and yeah. I get mad because I wanted to hear that next song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. So that's why, like. If they've got like a cool, you know, minute long intro or something like that, that like sets that mood for the first time that I'm listening to that album or something like, yeah. I love that. But yeah. like a lot of times after that, you know, I'm ready to just skip and go straight to, you know, straight to the uh, music. A huge one for us. Uh, you, you're familiar with uh, Coheed and Cambria? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know the, the Afterman album very well? Double I album? don't. Okay. I don't know. So what the Afterman does for us, Afterman's our favorite our favorite thing Coheed's done. I don't, I don't know if they'll ever be able to top it, but Afterman starts with a, uh, a, 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 a sort of a song with light piano called the hollow. It's about a minute and a half, but it, it, it's, it's real soft. And there's piano and there's talking. There's kind of, there's talking behind it, setting up the beginning of the story for that album. Now you don't need that. If you just want to hear music, but a lot of times on my, on my Afterman playlist, I, I have to let the, I let the hollow play. It's a minute and a half. Yeah, that's a very that one always sticks out to me. A lot of but a lot of bands have that little warm up, whatever you want to call it. I think another one would be uh, I think Breaking Benjamin's Phobia has an intro and out. Is it Phobia? Yeah, Yeah, Phobia. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah. uh, and that's that stuff is kind of cool. Like I like the option, you know, because I because I think it makes I think it makes like so when you've got like one of those long musical intros attached to a specific song, I, I think like that it can hinder the song. Yeah. You know, but like if it's separate, then I'm I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, well, so we, we complain about it, but I always let the stuff play on the on the on on Seven Dust Chapter Seven. I don't skip through it. Mm-hmm. I let it play the whole right, thing yeah. every time anyway. <laughs> I was like, man, yeah. whatever. I'm gonna let it play. Uh, yeah. sir, uh, so I don't I don't think your album your album has a uh, an intro thing, does it? No. Uh-uh. Uh, did, did you no, did no you intro. want one, or you think the, ab- the album just this wasn't the right kind of album to have any kind of intro like that, or? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we thought about it. Um, I think the big thing for us is that 
like we didn't really have any like electronics or any kind of like sense or anything on the album. And so if we had had that, then we probably would have tried to come up with some type of intro, especially because it can be like, it can be a good thing to like, when you're playing shows to like have your, you know, your sort of intro, uh, you know, for coming out on stage and so the fans it's good know to have it's like coming. the album. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think if we did it, it would, it would probably be for that, but for, um, for the album, you know, it was important that we had something kind of lead in. And so I think that's where like um, when the first track on the album kicks in, like it has sort of like a 10, 12 second long sort of like um, edited intro of the song itself. It just is sort of like a, to us, that was just the way that we wanted to start things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, While we're still talking about this, I don't know how to word this properly, but uh, your, your song divide, yeah right in the middle of divide uh right in the middle of the song there's a a guitar solo Mm -hmm. and uh the drums of that particular song on that particular part is very very interesting so i don't know how so i guess you're uh your drummer is that you say you're i think you said off podcast is your brother yes he's my brother yeah so when you're in the middle of that song, that guitar solo kind of starts, he starts with this, like this kind of rapid, just kind of on the drums. Uh-huh. But throughout your guitar solo, he changes the rhythm of the drums to three different things. And I thought that yeah. was the coolest <laughs> thing because most I, times, most times bands will just do a guitar and, and the guitar solo is the most important thing at that second. And the drums right. won't change to, to, to pull away from the guitar solo. But mm-hmm. in that particular song, like it was so, I was listening, I was like, he just changed the drums like three times during this guitar solo. And I, I absolutely, I was like, I've never heard a band do this before. And so I think that's where you see one of the benefits of like us not being like musically trained probably comes in. Exactly. Because so, like, so is that if, what that is? Probably. Oh yeah, totally. hundred percent. He's, self, he's yeah. self-taught as well. So like awesome. that really just went on, went on feel because, and I, I love that you meant like, that's such a specific part because exactly the part that lead the riff that leads into the solo, that's where he starts that drum thing. And exactly. I love that. Like every time I listen to that song, I'm like, man, dude, like how did he, it, cause it just like, it, just felt it right. goes from just being something really fast to like just a groove for a second. And then like fast Back again the and fast. Then a groove. And yeah, but he does two different grooves. Like he does like, it's like the fast, <laughs> a groove fast, a different groove. And I was like, dude what is that this is like, it's like you said like i think a producer would have been like don't do that right this is the guitar solo calm down yeah. buddy but yeah, since y'all no. just like you know forget it man we, we do what we want and this is how it's gonna sound <laughs> and it's like a, it's a it's from, to me it's a very important part of that song it's incredible and it's, it's funny I'm, like it was like a, a duet a little bit like a drum yeah. instead of a solo it was a du- drum guitar duet almost that's all awesome. i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that now because um yeah i listened to this morning because i couldn't think of that i was like i gotta know this song i have to mention this song to jerry we were listening for the podcast yeah. and i found it i was like freaking i love this part i was in the car the first time i was driving i was like oh what on a minute that's so funny yeah <laughs> well so his cool. um his favorite drummer is morgan rose from seven dust Thank so you. he's yep. you know yeah, my, one of my favorites is morgan rose and I, I love um the band's not so great is great anymore. I don't want to talk bad about bands, but uh, one of my longer time favorites was always Shannon Larkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Godsmack. Godsmack. But Godsmack's not yeah. doing fun albums no more. It don't seem like they kind of went kind of mm-hmm. radio but like yeah. old Godsmack. Shannon Larkin used to just like destroy yeah. a drum kit. Like I love Shannon Larkin. He, he even says his inspiration's Animal from the Muppets and you can yeah. tell it while he's playing. So yeah, funny. so I love Shannon Larkin. Yeah. Morgan Rose, of course. Uh, those are just always been big ones for me. I'm, I'm not a musician, but I always, I always kind of loved... Uh, drummers and rhythm and stuff yeah. like that always got me but us yeah 
I couldn't mm-hmm. play a triangle if my life depended on it. That's how musical challenge died. <laughs> like, ding! Oh no, which side do I hit now? And then I drop it. And I just yeah. So my y'all, yeah, we, we we keep uh, talking about because Morgan people, people fans listen might not know Morgan Rose is the drummer for Seven Dust, of course. So we're kind of mm-hmm. we're kind of wrapped up in Seven Dust in this podcast a little bit. And I know they're a, a large influence on you guys because another unique thing y'all did to, to me is. Uh, We've been to, I'm not bragging, but me and my brother have been to tons of concerts and we've never seen anybody, uh, anybody, just, you see covers all the time and you're all the mm-hmm. first band we've ever, ever saw do a seven dust yeah. cover. And that was the <laughs> biggest surprise of that. Uh, when we saw that show that, that night. Yeah. Was that at, um, at the Cowan with 10 years? Yeah, I don't recall yeah. the exact song when I was like, when it started, I was like, are they pra- seven dust? Yeah, it was, it was praise. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, was such a so, such a cool thing. Uh, what made you pick that specific song? Do you remember? I think just like the groove of that song. That's <laughs> just and and also like that was one of the seven dust songs too that was easier for me to also be able to sing and play at the same time. Oh yeah, um, because a lot oh, of yeah. those songs, the the rhythm of them is so intricate that it was just you know yeah. that yeah. one worked to where John I could sing it, sing yeah, and play it, just right. just sing. Yeah, yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was, um, it's interesting because like for the longest time we refused to do covers. And I think like a lot of like, well, don't you original... have to, when, you, when you're in a rock band, you gotta do a cover. Yeah. I mean, it feels I, like it's I, hard. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, when we were starting out, like we were just like, we just wanted to do original songs. Like, and we were like, man, we're not, because everybody does covers. And so we were like, we're just going to do original songs, but we were young and we were naive. And we thought, you know, that like our original songs would be enough to, you know, just ha- it's, it's have an hard, entertaining show. Think, but... Probably so much harder and and so i think if we had been doing covers from the time we started it would have definitely been been a lot better but so as we finally started to learn we would try to throw in you know like seven dust and breaking benjamin and you know i think we did chevelle once and just stuff like that so just the, that's good stuff yeah yeah, yeah just the stuff yeah, i've never heard anybody do chevelle or breaking benjamin you know uh covers and stuff like that because everyone wants yeah, to we, do uh everybody's Brewster doing heart shape box yeah and so like and even though like i i love that stuff like Here, we always just it. wanted to do right and we always just wanted to do covers that like were stuff that specifically so, kind of uh, speaking of uh I don't, this conversation, this is fun talking to a musician, but uh, speaking of Breaking Benjamin, I guess, uh, we've seen Breaking Benjamin do tool covers. Would, would y'all guys yeah. ever consider doing a tool cover? Oh, my as goodness. As ambitious as I, that is? Maybe if we had a ton of time to just lock ourselves exactly. away and practice. So weird, when, they did, when they did a tool cover with Breaking Benjamin, uh, Ben didn't sing his uh, his guitarist uh, sound. You were seeing them do a tool cover I have. I guess right. Ben's like, I'm not doing that. I don't know. Was that at the Ryman? No, that was at uh, that was in Mem- that was in Memphis. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them do that a couple times. And yeah, I thought surprised. Really Nobody whips out tool covers either. You're just like, mm-hmm. man, people. I like them. I like when people just don't do the normal everything. You hear all the same stuff. It's usually it's always Rooster, or it's always like uh, maybe what smells like Teen Spirit. Maybe like they yeah. just, it's always Nirvana and Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gonna, come on, man, do do something else. It's <laughs> right. like speaking of tool and covers uh one band we've kind of accidentally came across there's a band called brass against mm-hmm. it's yeah, an entire brass section and they do tool covers they do rage against the machine covers and they do audio slave covers and it's crazy but it's all wow. a brass section yeah two bones trombones and trumpets they're yeah, you have to crazy. look them up they have videos so yeah. it's pretty cool watch them do that uh, that's crazy some... i've never heard of them 
Yeah. They're fairly new ish. You guys got something else? Uh, yes. Hold on. Let me, I can't see my own notes in there. <laughs> okay. Real quick, because um, we've been talking about music and how much you, you have an ear for it. Um, while listening to you know, other bands or even like video games and movies and stuff like that, Mm-hmm. You ever hear something that like throws you off or like really pulls you in further, or you're like, oh, why would they do that weird twang on the end of that? It kind of feels like it ruins it. Have you ever? Does it like, yeah, so or enhance the experience. Um, so the only examples that I can really think of and definitely enhance it. Um, and one of the big things is something that I never really noticed until I started started trying to sing. Um, because originally I was just a guitar player. Yeah, I'm gonna um, get to the ask about because there's there's one previous Emerge album, right? Before, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I was gonna ask about that later, but we can get we can get, we yeah, get to so, that now. After after you talk about what you're saying, we can go back and talk about the previous album. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. So the one thing that I've that I've noticed that really has enhanced some stuff for me um, is that once I started singing and learning about you know like doing harmonies with your vocals and stuff. I can pick up a lot better, like on albums where the singer will harmonize with himself. Um, and Ben from Breaking Benjamin does a really good job of it. Um, like if you go and you listen to the We're Not Alone album, like a lot of those choruses, he'll layer his voice like on top of his voice. And it's just like sometimes his harmony with himself is better than the actual like chorus melody. And it's it's awesome. Oh, wow. And I I love that. That's like, it's one of my few. Yeah. I got a Coheed tattoo, a Breaking Benjamin tattoo, and a Disturbed tattoo. So I'm all, I'm all, oh, in, on Breaking, man. All in on Breaking that's, Benjamin. That's awesome. I'm I all in on Disturbed too. on my finger. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. rad. Yeah, I got, I got cool. uh, Disturbed on my, on my shoulders. I did it when they're, uh, oh man, on their uh, the ten, ten year anniversary of their first. Yeah, we're getting sidetracked. On the ten year anniversary of my of their first album, I was like, all right, it's time yeah. for a Disturbed Sickness. tattoo. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I always wanted to believe tattoo somewhere on me (laughs) i love that like religious symbols and yeah i just always thought that that was like the coolest album cover yeah it's awesome anyway sorry (laughs) no 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 you're you're good but yeah so that's a if you ever like are listening to we are not alone just go back and listen listen close to the choruses and listen to the way he harmonizes with himself and it's a really cool like it was just like i've been listening to those to that album for you know, however many years at the time and then picked up on that. And it was so cool to like come up with something, you know, a, new that I'd never uh, heard. Breaking Benjamin is also, I mean, we're sure, uh, Breaking Benjamin is also a much more layered band that people give them credit for. You often hear people online yeah. Breaking Benjamin, like, oh, they're just generic rock. I'm just like, you're not paying attention. Like, you're not really no, listening yeah. to how much. Because Breaking Benjamin, if you never, if you're a fan, you're, you know, he's a known perfectionist, kind of hard to mm-hmm. work with, but so, so, invested in what he does that there's so much layers there's so many layers to break a Benjamin that you have to really be like yeah. you said really listen it's like i don't even know if i've heard listen to the the, the dual harmonies now i have to go back and listen yeah. to the whole freaking catalog again and listen yeah. to all of that but at least what you hear there's so many layers of music in there too that just was- yeah there there really are it's like crazy i remember like looking up a tab for sooner or later one time um, years and years ago and it said there were like seven guitar layers on it or something. And I don't know if that's actually true. Like I'd have to go back and fact check it, but you can't play still, that live. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. So they really do. But when you, when you initially listen to them, you think like, Oh, this is kind of like, you know, just pretty straightforward. Like, yeah. you know, one, you know, a rhythm guitar and a lead guitar doing some overdose stuff. But when you really like break it down, there's, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Anyway, back to I, you, back to your vocal stuff. I, say, I think for you, when it's completely, it, it matches sort of, but for you, uh, I think 
it's just gonna sound stupid, but we were playing like Band Hero, you know, because mm-hmm. we're we're losers and no Rock Band Four. No, no. Rock, rock Band Four. What, what, I yeah. love, dude. Back in the day, I loved Guitar Hero and Rock Band. Yeah, it probably I sucks now when you, out of them. when you play the real thing. It probably sucks. We're not music, but I would play. I think what we're we gonna say is when when I because I play the drums on Rock Band, and uh-huh. and when you play um, Breaking Benjamin songs, uh, well, at least older ones with their because I think they have a new drummer now, but their yeah. old drummer plays things strangely like it's all it's it's really weird on rock bands i don't know if he's weird if he if he plays things off timing or just strange on the actual bands but i always thought breaking benjamin songs on rock band not that rock bands are an expert an expert but like it's always seems like his drumming was different than everybody else's i thought it was a mm-hmm. very strange thing when I, when I played a bunch of rock band back in the day where were we, what were we talking the about vocals vocals yeah i guess Anything more like about the harmonizing and stuff like that, or is that kind of the? No, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much the you know my favorite thing that I think I've picked out. Um, I don't pay nearly as much attention to music and movies and video games as I probably should. Like I would love to. It's just like a lot of times I think I'm like more, you know, involved at whatever else is going on the, on the screen at the moment. Yeah. Sometimes some video games have some amazing music. Like oh more yeah. Recently, uh. Not Doom Eternal, but the Doom 2016. Oh like my goodness, metal. dude! We uh, <laughs> they at that our album, they toured oh, that yeah. music, which is crazy. At our live shows, um, we actually come out to one of those songs, like to a snippet of of really? one of those songs. I can't, I can't remember which one it is. Um, oh man, but it's so cool! Like that's the just I love listening to that album awesome. and that game they too. Toured it, which is yeah. insane. They toured a video. Yeah, game it album. is. Um, we mentioned a few minutes ago how. Um, like you became the singer for Emerge. So there was originally yeah. a different singer and a different album before you kind of took over. Was mm-hmm. it, you can go into it. Was it all mostly the same members beforehand or did y'all kind of evolve the band differently as y'all get, went on to the second album? No. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was um, for the most part, it um, with the exception of, so our bassist will, he kind of was originally there when we started the band and then he left for a time and then um, he came back Um so we were, we recorded that EP without him, but then after it was already out and after we were doing shows and stuff, he came, but came back. So it's always been the same kind of, it's always been my brother and I, um, and really the same kind of group of, you know, of us doing things. The new album did bring in, in Cody, uh, on guitar. So he was a big, big help there. Um, but our original EP did have a, a totally different singer. Um, and there's kind of a story that goes along with it, but we recorded the EP. And then as we were like almost done with the EP, he decided that he was going to move away and, and try to finish college. And so it, it sucked because we recorded, we recorded everything. He moved away. And then when we got sent back the tracks, we realized that he forgot to sing an entire bridge part for one of the songs, but he was already like long gone. And so it was like, it was really a nightmare because he finally came back and, and was going to record those parts. And then this was like four or five months later. And the guy that we recorded with had, he claimed that all of his files got deleted um, and that the whole thing was just corrupt. So we lost basically all those, those tracks um, yeah. and we're just stuck with like the rough recordings. So that's what we put out was just the rough, like n- not mixed, not mastered. It just wow. like, it sucked, but it was kind of one of those things where it was like, 
well, we're broke. We don't have the money to go re-record this stuff. It sounds okay. So that's, we'll that's going to be, we'll that's gonna be my question. Do y'all ever, I know money and stuff's an issue. Would y'all ever go back and re-record those, those different songs with, with you yeah. fronting? Dude, we thought about it a lot of times um, because there are a lot of songs like back in, back in the day when we were younger, um, you know, we all lived together. And so we'd practice constantly. So yeah we had so many songs. I mean, like, it's crazy. Like I remember the first show we ever did, we played like 14 songs and I couldn't even remember, you know, 75% of those now. Like, cause we just had no, no, we, we were broke, you know, we didn't have anything to record them with. Um, so like we maybe have some like bad videos of them somewhere, but <laughs> there's so many songs that just never made it on anything that I would love to go back um, and sort of get everybody that was a part of the band at, at one time or another to like go in yeah. and, and actually like put their part on it and stuff. So I'd love to do it, but um, yeah, to answer your question about the singer. So he, he left the band and we put out the EP anyway. Um, but what happened was I looked for at least I mean, it feels like I looked for a year or two to try to find a singer, you know, to take a spot. Cause I, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to singing. Like I'm not trained or anything I wonder, like I wonder that. How you I, got, just, I wonder how you got from no singer to like, maybe I could do it. That's, that's where you know, So what's, yeah. what's hilarious. And this is like, I, this is a true story. We were at, uh, we were at band practice one day. It was me, Jeff and Will. And we were in our small little rehearsal space. And I just said like, you know what, I'm going to see if I can do this. Because at, up to that point, I didn't know if I could actually play everything I was playing on the guitar and sing at the same time because mm -hmm. I didn't write the music with, you know, myself singing in mind. So I, I literally just did it. I did not did not know if I could do it. I just winged <laughs> it one day and was like, huh, that went better than I thought it would. And so from that moment, like I just, you know, just went with it. Um, and so I... Uh, over time, like when we brought Cody in on guitar, because when we originally started, when I originally started singing, there was just three of us. So it was like a, you know, Chevelle kind of thing, just a three piece mm -hmm. rock band. In fact, I think maybe the first time you guys or wait, no, the first time you saw us was so otherwise. Saw, he, he, he wasn't there, but it was me and my fiance were at otherwise. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because um, we did a show. We did a show with 10 years and we were just a three piece. And that was like probably one of the last like better shows that we did before Cody came in because Cody like helped everything out. Like once I was able to stop worrying, you know, about trying to play everything and mm -hmm. sing, it did make things a little bit easier, but yeah, for a little while there, I was just trying to do, trying to do it all uh, yeah. <laughs> to, for, for better or worse. Yeah. I guess Chevelle pulls it off somehow. I guess he's been doing it for yeah, 30, I don't know, yeah. 30 years. I've also seen, I can't remember the name of the band, but we've seen bands, literally swap up in the middle of a show like the 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 vocalist who's on guitar he hops back onto the drums and someone else would take over guitar and he would still sing and do drum who was that well i know all the members of uh 10 years kind of hop around yeah a they do bit. switch around yeah but i think i think 10 years lead guitarist also plays drums sometimes but uh, mm -hmm. yeah but it was some i yeah. can't remember it was some that should be that common i don't think singers hop around I was it was weird we, they have to he, he still sung but he sung back on the drums whilst drumming and the drummer took over the, do you, remember, you remember that right or am i, no, I don't know. maybe i'm stupid i don't know but i remember yeah. no i know that i know there are some bands that do that to do that kind of thing it's because like maybe it's like oh man i'm getting tired or i just want to uh, oh i love drumming this song and you you know maybe right. I, I don't know yeah i've just seen uh i've just seen 
I was confused at first, like when, when I was younger, when we would see 10 years and I would see like the, I don't know his name, the lead guitarist for 10 years, uh, Ryan, but I think and he would, would come out and then like they would come, the band would come out and like, he'd be on drums the next show. I'm like, see that. Yeah. On here. It's like, but he, he was the, like, he goes, he goes, goes back and forth. Yeah. He was the drummer on the first album that I think he was guitar on the second album. And then like, it just, yeah. Well, I think goes all over, but the one who's drummer and acoustic guitar specific. He plays acoustic when they do. I the think he's the one who's acoustic specific. What's guitar? Yeah. Right? So he he's actually like the primary songwriter in that band, and oh, really? so like I think yeah, and since he was just you know he's a drummer as well as a guitar player, but writes all the songs. I think he kind of just he can flow anywhere. Uh, yeah, and I think some some of it is like you know maybe he just feels like doing it, and I think other times it's like out of necessity. You know, like they'll find another drummer and he'll be the guitar player mm-hmm. for that cycle yeah, or something. Inter- inter- another interesting band. Yeah. Um, I do know that happens quite a bit with certain you know, people, and for one in particular, I think nothing more. Like their their core drummer, he still does their studio stuff, but he got I guess terrible anxiety with touring. He was like, "I you blew up a mm-hmm. lot faster than I was expecting, and I can't. I don't like being on stage with that many people." So they actually uh, they kept him as their studio guy, but not their touring. We talk about we're talking about so many bands. I think uh, no, no. kind of <laughs> um, I'm blanking on his name. Be more specific. The singer for t- nothing more. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Hawkins. Johnny. I think Johnny. Johnny was uh before they put out an album. I think Johnny Hawkins was their was their drummer. I think and you're they, right. And they needed a singer, and he's like, well, I guess I'll do some singing. Yeah. And I guess when you're in a yeah, band, when you're in a amazing vocal, when you're in a band and you're oh, switching yeah. up, when you're switching around, you got to be like, we got to figure this out one way. That's probably where you were like that day. You're just like, I guess I'll try singing today. Yeah. You know I mean, really, yeah. all you, you can. You, and you're kind of. I guess um, we can flounder and falter, or I can try this and we can keep going until we right. find something better. Yeah. And when you feel that like drive. it's right. And like for us, it was like, I mean, that's all I ever wanted to do, you know, was play music and, and be in a, a rock band and all that. So for me, it was more just like a, I was up against a wall and I was like, well, I'm not going to give up. So I got to do something about it. And so that's what I did. Did the other two, the other two guys consider taking a whack at it? No, singing, I don't think singing. so. They're like, no, I don't, I don't think know. so. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been totally, totally open to it, but no, I don't think they cared to. Yeah, it's, like, it's a big, it's a big leap to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you, um, have you ever? Because we live kind of, you know, we live in Music City, so there's all sorts yeah. of like productions and stuff going on. You ever thought about trying your hand at, at scoring music for like a show or for maybe or something like you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've thought about it, especially like in regards to like video games and stuff, because that's my other like huge passion. I, yeah. I grew up playing video games. And so I, I love it. Um, I think I psych myself out of that just because I don't know music theory. Um, so you come back and I don't you know the actual, the sorry, the technic- my computer keeps falling. So yeah, no, the, the technical, the yeah. technical aspect of it, like, I feel like I probably wouldn't be qualified to do it, but I it is something that I would love to, you, to learn how to do. Classical scoring, you could well, yeah. do like the Doom soundtrack and just do some metal. No, yeah, no, I've definitely thought about thought about that kind of thing too, and I would love to love oh, to be able to do that. I don't know how you even find work doing I don't work, know. work I mean, or stuff like that. I, 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 it'd be Say like, Music City, but Nashville's a big place. Mm-hmm. It's like Indiegogo and Kickstarter. There's bound to be like, hey somebody looking for a composer of something or like even on reddit but hey i'm trying to find the composer to help me you know make some music for my video game i'm making with me and my three buds and you're like hey i'll play some gnarly guitar bro 
for sure. Yeah, no. And I think honestly, that's like probably the best way to like get into something like that. Like if you don't have, like if you're somebody like me that doesn't have the actual like experience on paper, my best mm-hmm. way for getting into it would probably be to just like help somebody out and then just learn from yeah. there. Because you'd be surprised on Reddit. You'd be like, hey, uh, I want to try this out. Is there anybody who can help me? I'm sure mm-hmm. at the first, you know, because we've gone down that path a few times trying to help people or trying to get help or even like uh, trying to get on other people's podcasts, people get on ours, stuff like that. Reddit's a phenomenal playground. If you, mm-hmm. if you but you got to use it. That's the issue. Right. Sure. I don't think, I don't think Reddit needs a plug from us. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so is there anything else about, cause you mentioned video games. It's a good, a good time to transition maybe into video games. If you get anything else for music. Well, I just kind of, I just kind of wanted to ask, like, yeah, we got we got yeah, we have a few got, things. Go ahead, if you got more music stuff. Um, yeah, sure. What would be your dream tour? Like top three people plus you in the merge. Yeah, so um, it would probably be Breaking Benjamin. Oh man, this is tough. Yeah, it's too many bands. Um, that's why I said yeah. top three. I couldn't say top one. Top three. Top one hundred. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, Alter Bridge. Would, would, would it be yeah. easier? So, so uh, you, alive so, or dead? Well, so you would pick Alter Bridge over. So I know you're a big Tremonti fan. I say, I forgot how you say, how you say his name. Tremonti. So you'd pick, you'd pick Tremonti, Alter Bridge yeah. over doing Tremonti himself, his solo uh, stuff. Yeah, and probably mainly for, um, for just thinking about like the fact that Alter Bridge is a much much larger band, so it would get us out there to a bigger yeah, that's true. bigger oh, fan so base. You're, you're thinking, yeah. So, okay, so you're thinking like for promotion, always, promotion always on that hustle, always on that hustle. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, but also like Alter Alter Bridge is the band that like I mean like when we were starting this out, it was Alter Bridge, Seven Dust, you know, um, Breaking Benjamin, Disturbed. Like those are the bands that like really you know, yeah. kind of like inspired us to, he, to do he stuff. Probably, so. he, probably, he probably wasn't doing his solo stuff when y'all got started. Was he, had he, had he got no. started on his solo stuff? Uh, he hadn't gotten started yet. He didn't get started until uh, probably a year after we had been a band. So, I, so, so I see, I see why Alter Bridge would be the main thing. Yeah, that, make, that makes right. sense. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, Seven Dust disturbs another huge one. Like mm-hmm. when I, I mean, a lot of times, like I tell people that I learned how to like play guitar from, learning how to play disturbed songs like i i used to just play those riffs over and over and over again and like i really think that like that's what like helped me learn you know learn how to play guitar was just songs in general but but playing all those disturbed songs like that's what really like taught me my style like that kind of rhythm um that sort of groove like the chuggy kind of thing was learning all those Um, dan donegan riffs yeah if you've heard um there was a small snippet of time where uh, Disturbed wasn't making music, and uh, mm-hmm. Dr- Draymond went on and he made that his solo thing called Device. That device, yeah. yeah you, if you've heard that, you know the other mm-hmm. uh, Dan when he went and did a, a, a they went they went and made a whole other album for with, with a different yeah. singer. So if you heard, make sure you've heard that. Yeah. 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 Fight yep, or flight. Yep, I remember when that okay, came out. Yeah, if he's one of your favorite guitarists, you've got to hear fight or flight. That's fight or flight. Right. That's the front man who took over after Evans Blue broke up. Evans right? Blue. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's all Kevin mixed. But I think the rest. I think the rest of the. I yep. think the rest of fight or flight. I think the rest of it's disturbed. I think. Yeah. So I know Guitarist Mike's the and drummer. drummer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely Dan and Mike. Um, I don't know who plays the bass on it. Um, yeah. I can't remember. Could be somebody but, else. But I mean, that, that's just a good place. I like to tell people who like disturbed. I was like, you gotta hear. 
Fight at least, at least listen, at least listen to Fight or Flight because it's 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 a, it's a good little side album that they kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll ever do it again, but it's a cool little right, side, yeah. side album. But yeah, so like he Dan was a huge um, influence on on me, yeah. and so that's kind of just how I like learned to play was just learning different guitar players songs and just picking little pieces from it. And, you know, I took, took inspiration from different things. Like with Dan, it was like all of the, you know, it was like the riffs in general um, mm-hmm. and just learning how to play rhythm. And then we use a lot of, sorry, I'm going off on like a guitar. Oh, you're fine. That's, that's, now. Thing. that's fine. Um, but we, uh, we use a ton of different alternate tunings um, and like sometimes to our detriment, because it means we have to take three or four guitars, you know, everywhere yeah. we go, just so we're not having to tune on the fly, but um, I, I got a lot of that inspiration from Mark Tremonti and from Mike Mushok from Stained because they use all kinds of different weird I love, I love Stained, man. Stained's coming oh, back. Yeah. We, Dude, we, I know. I can't we wait. We watched. We, I know we, we, get, we don't ever get to talk to anybody. Most people listen to music like at our work and his work. Don't listen to what mm-hmm. we listen to. We don't ever get to talk to anybody about no, awesome yeah. music. I'm all down for it. We can do uh, it all day. <laughs> I know, but uh, did you? Uh, we watched the. Uh, did you watch the stain the the, the little recording they did? Uh, yeah, they, they, break they, break the cycle all the way through. Did you watch that? Yes. Oh, oh my man. goodness, we were, man! I, uh, we, that was my, an experience. Uh, my fiance got it for me for my birthday. She bought the tickets to that, and I got a, I got a, a, a shirt and a hat for stain. They're they're torn and stuff. I'm like fingers crossed. Yes. This has got to mean new music. God, yeah, new music, dude. That break the cycle is like one of my top, incredible I mean, top ten, if not top five. I just love it, man. It's and it's one of the first albums I ever bought when when I was a same. kid. I, I specifically remember buying that album, and yeah. like I can't. They rarely play any of those songs live that aren't mm-hmm. you know. It's Getting been just, a while, or yeah, for outside, you outside. outside, yeah. And so like hearing the whole watching thing, that, though, dude, and his Aaron's voice was just like unbelievable. It, hasn't aged it was a so day, good. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't it was know. so good. So, so I, I haven't seen them. Uh, we've seen them. Have you, have you ever seen them live before? Yeah, I have. I actually like weirdly enough, like uh, ten years ago. So I think it was like 2011. They were in Atlanta um, at the Tabernacle, and I was with a buddy of mine, and he like there was. It's kind of a weird story, but there was a line forming like we dude we used to always get to these shows like ridiculously early because we were like we're gonna get we're gonna get get front front row man so like i can tell you about times that that we went to see you know alter bridge or whoever and got there like eight to ten hours early and just stood outside the heat i mean we were like (laughs) we stood in the rain the cold and everything oh yeah everything yeah but so we went to see stained and we were lined up there really early and the radio station from Atlanta was like out on the street, you know, kind of just like with the SUV or whatever. And the line was like doing something weird where it wasn't really quite formed. And my buddy went over and he like, I guess he like told some people like where the line was starting, like just trying to help out. And the radio station came up to us and they were like, Hey, thanks for doing that. You guys went in on the meet and greet. And so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Like we didn't have money to pay for it. So, so we got to go in there and like take a picture and like meet them for just half a second. So it was like, it was kind of cool. Like, cause I was just a kid at the time. And so mind like, boggling one of my favorite things. it was really cool. Yeah. We've seen, um, um funny cause uh, uh, all these, all these bands seem to be kind of tied together. We saw, um, uh, Alter Bridge open open for stain at the cannery here in Nashville. Yeah, I was, was at that too. Yeah, you get that there. That's kind of small yep. world, I guess. Mm-hmm. Of course, you would be there. Uh, that was that was <laughs> yeah, great, right. Yeah, of course, that was a uh, great. That's, that's the only time I've ever seen Alter Bridge, and they're pretty dope live. But I've seen mm-hmm. seen Stain maybe 
twice. He's gonna stand, for me, Stained even has one of my top five live. Oh, it, admittedly, oh, it, it's, it it's them, making, yeah. we just kind of sort of made fun of outside a second ago. We're like, oh, what an outside. But we saw him at, at Bridgestone, all right? Mm -hmm. The big arena. I'm talking sold out Bridgestone arena show. We're slightly off center, like second row up. We have perfect viewing. And they got the Jumbotrons. And he's like, all right, everyone take a break. I want to play a song, but I want you guys to sing it to me because my voice is feeling a little hurt right now. And he just pulled out the acoustic on a stool and the entire the entire Bridgestone sang outside to him. And all yeah. you saw, he had this huge, this huge shit in oh, Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Just big old <laughs> grin on his face, and he was just playing. He just, he just played guitar, and the whole who knows how many thousands of people was saying outside sang to him. back at him. It was like I don't know yeah. if you're. It's Bridgestone. God knows who many. Staying don't do awesome. Bridgestone arenas no more, really. But I mean, yeah. back then it was like maybe the height of what stuff. But uh, it was dope. That was my yeah. so. So we've seen Stained at Bridgestone, and we've seen Stained at Can Arena. Nat, people yep. at Nashville don't know the difference in sizes of. Oh venues, yeah, that's but, uh, that's major. Yeah, yeah, I um stained is gonna be in Atlanta a week from today with corn. And I'm like, I am I going? Corn, am I not going? Yeah, I, dude, corn is one of those bands that like I've always really liked corn. Um they've got they've like, gotten better. Yeah, oh yeah. And like seeing corn live, it's like they're a different band. Like, that's the heaviest band I've ever seen live. I mean, just like they are brutal. Like, I love seeing corn live. Like, I it's you know, a lot of times like you listen to an album and then you see a band live and it doesn't always translate the same way. Like you can come back and say, well, seeing them live, like the experience is what makes it so great. But the album mm -hmm. sounds better. But dude, you see corn live and corn sounds better live than they do on the album. They like, do. They're see, just somehow they pull it off. And you always the biggest you, worry, the biggest worry for a lot of bands, I feel like maybe you as a vocalist will know like it's getting that when you're alive, you're not, you're not produced, you're not really produced no more. So getting mm -hmm. those, the same vocals from the studio that people were familiar with those vocals live, it's gotta be a nerve wracking thing, but, and I worry yeah. about a lot of, a lot of bands sometimes, but then like you get some, some bands like Jonathan Davis and stuff like that. You're like, you just sound better. You just, you just sound mm -hmm. like this is better than the album. Like, I don't they know do. how you pull this off it's, live. Man. It's like the album can't, it's almost as if like they can't capture just how energetic and heavy they are on yeah. an album and like you have to see it live and they're all doing their own little thing that adds to the show i remember like one time monkey just did himself in like black and white sleeves and he had like black and white striped mime paint across his face and he had like mm -hmm. this heavy duty black light on him so all you could see was just the the black stripes and so he just looked like yeah. there's nothing it was weird but he was yeah, always doing weird stuff oh god mm -hmm. it was, i love i've seen corn so many times live and i love it every single yeah time. it's it's great we can rave Sorry. about corn yeah. and all these. I know, yeah, right we can talk about it all day. Uh, I guess. I, well, yes, I kind of just asked, uh, I kind of expressed one of my favorite. I have like two super favorite musical moments of live music. I had that stained one, and then the second one we saw Cage the Elephant when they were real mm -hmm. early on at uh Marathon Music Works, and they had a power shortage, and all their all their speakers broke for a second. And so the front man just started clapping and stomping his hands and the entire audience, we just kind of sang along while stomping and clapping to the beat. And it was, a, it was an amazing moment. Yeah. He took charge of the moment. That was pretty cool. And that was awesome. Do you have like a favorite uh, musical moment or top one or two that you want to. Yeah. Share? So one moment that really stands out to me. Um, I, the one and only time I got to see Lincoln park was at Bridgestone arena. Jealous of you. Never, never got to yeah. see him. Yeah, it was in 2007 at Bridgestone Arena, and it's like actually pretty pretty crazy. So Coheed, Coheed and Cambria actually opened for them, wow. 
And my buddy and I, we had seats. And um, in order to get on the floor, you had to have this wristband. And so we're sitting kind of like up in the nosebleeds. And Coheed played. And then this couple came up and sat right in the row with us. And they had been on the floor and they had their floor wristbands. And for whatever reason, we started talking to them and they said, well, we came for Coheed. We don't really care, you know, to be on the floor for Lincoln Park. You're Do you guys want our wristbands? This was wild. So they gave us their wristbands and it was like almost like a movie moment. Like I, I the way I remember it, and I don't know if this is actually how it happened, but the way I remember it is. Clouds opened up in choir. Right. Exactly. <laughs> We like when I stepped foot on the floor, Lincoln Park came out. Like that's how I remember it. So like it was like the perfect time. Think about to play for you. Yeah, exactly. And so, man, and so like it was just wild. Like that was the first time I'd ever really seen like crazy, you know, mosh pits at shows. I remember this one kid like when it was like being carried. You know, he was crowd surfing and like got dropped on his head and like just like wild kind of like stuff happening. But the coolest part of that show was. Lincoln Park finished their like their set and they went off stage. And for whatever reason, I was just like, man, I know there's going to be an encore. So everybody started like leaving the floor. And so when everybody started leaving the front, I kind of ran up to the front where the rail was. And sure enough, the lights go down and they came into a place for my head off Mm. of hybrid theory and mike shinoda pops up right in front of me like at the rail and i was like dude this is it like (laughs) i was like a kid in high school you know at this point and i was like and that was my that was my favorite band you know when i was growing up because that was the band that got me into you know to music and so it was just like dude that was that could not have been more perfect yeah i can't top that yeah no i mean i've got a i'm I'm very lucky to have like been able to see a lot of those bands that I really, really like loved. Yeah. And like the fact that I would get there so early, like I can remember when I was in high school, my mom drove me to Knoxville to see disturbed uh, right before they put out indestructible. They did like a small, like club tour. So like disturbs what? normally play amphitheaters, dude. Yeah. It was like a very small kind of like thing where they were specifically trying to warm up before doing you know, the big, the big you know, tour. arenas or the amphitheaters. And so wow. they played, they played at this place. It's not there anymore, but it's called the Valerium at the time. And um, I got, and we, we've been to the Valerium. We saw, um, yeah, one time. It's at that place. It's like under a bridge. Yes. Yes. That, that'll, yeah. We went there yeah. one time. We saw, um, when it 10 years? No, it was a uh, fair to yeah, middle. Fair, fair to middle. Oh, okay. Yeah. We saw a fair to middle, you know, and was, that's crazy. It's, you missed yeah. that place. It's, it's gone now, I guess. It's, it, for a while, it turned into something else, but then I want to say that now it's like yeah, it's it was. Close. It was a little bitty, like little exit in size place. It was a little yes, yeah. And so, dude, I I got there and um, I uh, I was front disturbed. Row. Played the Valerian, dude. They did, yeah. Disturbed played the. I've got. I'll have to. I've got pictures. I'll have to send them over to you. They're terrible. They were taking on a razor flip phone, man. Like this is this is how far I back can't it imagine goes. So, disturbed, like sixteen bit video game on venue, your phone. Venue, venue, dude, and ex- exactly and so yeah and so like man i got front row and dan donnegan's like right here man like and i was like this is like another like how how am i how did i get lucky enough for this I know, but i think crazy. it just like that's way different I, than, than, than an arena experience oh yeah but i mean send amphitheater with we, we saw him at a sin we've seen we've seen this oh, yeah. a bunch of times but i've never seen descend at a freaking tiny dude, little club it's man like and i just I think the only reason anything like that ever, ever really happened for me was just because like, I, 
I've always been so persistent, like when it mm-hmm. comes to music, you know, like when it comes to the band or when it comes to, like going to shows, I've always been kind of like that, like, well, we're going to do it. Like we're, it's going to happen one way or the other, you know? And so like, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I got lucky and man, I'm glad that I was able to do some of that stuff. Cause now I don't think that I would want to go and wait, you know, five, six hours outside in the heat yeah, for a show when, anymore. So I'm glad when you're a little, old, when when you're a little older. And I'll get into this leads into something coming up. When you, when you go to a little older, it becomes less and less, less and less exactly. interesting to do those things. I can't stand for 10 hours at work and then stand for yeah. two hours at a concert. Yeah. Three or four hours. You know it, way, it leads man. me into, because uh, you know, we're, we're good. I think you got your tickets. We're going to, uh, well, it's like in November, but there's a show yeah. uh, or the, the Daughtry Seven Dust Tremonti show. It's at mm-hmm. the Ryman and it's sitting like sitting only. And I was like, oh, man, I love to sit during a concert these days. I know, man. So <laughs> the cool the only time I've ever been to the Ryman for a show, it was seating. But they had like there's still a small space mm-hmm. right up there at the front. And so the show that I went to, people just left their seats and went right up there to the stage. So huh. unless they have security stopping people, there's a chance that maybe we can do that too. The only thing we ever saw at Ryman was Kevin Smith. Oh. <laughs> Kevin Smith doing, doing, a, doing a, a thing. Like just doing a do it. Nice. Doing Kevin Smith. So I don't, I don't know. Nice. I don't know about bands and how bands yeah. work. Um, my fiance, she's, uh, she's seen Daughtry at the Ryman before. So, mm-hmm. uh, so she said he was, he's great there. So I, I don't know about that, but uh, it's very interesting to have a, I wonder how Seven Dust, plays at the Ryman I mean I, I say the Ryman like listeners will know what the Ryman is but if you're right. if you're local or you know the Ryman it's not it's a strange place for I think for a like rock right. heavy more than any, well every, an auditorium right and you know what's you know what's weird is that after that show was announced after we got tickets for that Chevelle announced a tour like I think this past week and they're coming to the Ryman what and and so that's another weird one like why is Chevelle coming to the Ryman like Did why not go see? to Marathon or didn't we see Amy Lee at the? No, we saw it at the War Memorial, not the. We uh, saw Amy Lee at War Memorial. At War uh, Evanescence Memorial. at War Memorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is weird for Chevelle. I wonder if this is yeah. like a. I know the Ryman's it's, a. It's, it's a quote unquote historical place, and people like mm-hmm. it, but it's just a strange place for a rock band to go to. Huh. For sure. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I saw the Chevelle tour. I didn't know they're coming to Nashville. Well, maybe mm-hmm. some of these bands are a little too big for Exit In, which kind of sucks. I love Exit well, In. But what's but cool? Marathon but Music Works, I think, would work pretty I've well. I've seen, but uh, who knows if it's still the, the case. I'm getting talking about nonsense now, but Exit In and I think Exit In and Marathon have the same management. Mm-hmm. I've seen a band yeah. transfer from Exit In to Marathon because of ticket sales. Yeah, we also saw uh, Demon, that happened to Demon Hunter one time. They went from Exit In, but they had to go somewhere else that was bigger. I think so. Maybe and it's, it's just, going like Rocket Town or whatever. I've seen we've seen Chevelle mm-hmm. at at Marathon and we've seen this seems more along their lines. Seeing Chevelle at Marathon's about the size yeah. of you'd expect for them. Anyway, people don't care about that. Yeah, we're getting, <laughs> you know, local jokes for local folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how long this has been going. We we this is dangerous. I, I have no time oh, on my screen. <laughs> I don't know. I think to, maybe maybe about an hour, but hour. <laughs> Um, so I'll, <clears throat> I'll say a weird thing here, uh, I guess, uh, we could keep going. I mean, maybe we could keep going on music, but we did, we did all three play a video game together a couple of times. Do we want to, mm-hmm. does everybody want to transition into a video game we played? I mean, it's, it's really, this music yeah. thing can go on we could do a whole yeah. podcast of just yeah. music. Hey, but. it's up to, I'm cool. Whatever. It's to you guys. We can keep talking about music. We can go to games. We can do whatever. Kind of, I think he's checked off most of his stuff. Yeah, I can ask these two as we get further in, but I can ask that when we get to the game. We could, uh, let's see. Let's, let's, we'll do one more. 
direct music question. I think this this doesn't this doesn't really go in line with anything we've been talking about, but I'm curious of what you think about that maybe, and then we'll transition to the game with that with that one. So I'm sorry, we're we're reading notes on the podcast, but it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) So this is going to kind of take a wild steps back to back. This is back talking about emerge and stuff like that. That's fine. It's a good it's a good place I think to. So do you think it's easier to like nowadays to be discovered and build a following or do you think it's harder with all these social media things or uh, how do you feel about all that with like Spotify and stuff? Yeah. So, uh, man, that's a good question. It's a loaded question. Um, I guess I'm kind of all over the place with it. Um, On the surface, I think that it should be easier to get discovered because you have so many different avenues to promote yourself. Um, but the problem lies with, you know, how like now, if you want to be seen on Facebook, you got to pay or, oh God, yes. you know, so you, it's, you've got to have ads. It's funny. You say that we've mentioned that a couple of times on this podcast about this podcast that we've switched to, like, I still have our Facebook page for this podcast, but I've switched to even using, I don't like Twitter, but I use Twitter because mm-hmm. Twitter seems to, have a bigger reach without Twitter begging you for money. Right. It seems yes. like, I mean, I, so I guess having, having a band page is kind of the same thing. They beg you for yeah. Facebook will beg you for money. And not just that Facebook, especially over the last, I don't know, eight months to a year. So like when we first started out, Facebook was pretty simple. Like we could run a sponsored post or like sponsor the page or something. And like, it would reach and bring in a lot of people. And so like, it seems like every so often, like Facebook makes things harder and harder to actually reach mm-hmm. people. I keep but changing that algorithm. They call it. Exactly. A comedian, <laughs> the one particular, we listen to a podcast, uh, ID 10 T with Chris Hardwick. Mm-hmm. And he talks about that on his Instagram and Facebook. He's not promoting not who he's promoting, but not really. He's like, Hey guys, don't forget to come see me on tour. That's all I say. He doesn't say dates or anything. And they'll be like, Hey, we're not going to send this out unless you pay us money. Cause you're trying to sponsor yourself. And he's like, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm just reminding people to go see me on tour. They're like, mm, counts as sponsoring. <laughs> yeah. And the problem, like the really scary thing about Facebook that I've seen, uh, especially like recently is Facebook at some point, I want to say last year or something, they changed their like terms and conditions or whatever for, yeah. um, for artist read, pages. I don't, I don't read that stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. And so they, they did some kind of change with artist pages. Like, and I really like, I don't even, we don't even need to get into it because I'll just butcher it. Cause I can't remember what it was, but I think it had something to do with like the way that you can actually promote your music on your page. Um, but like, so I'll give you an example. There's a band that I know of from Chattanooga, um, that just completely had their band page that they've been building up for, I mean, years, like as long as Emerge has been around, um, they just had it just deleted. No explanation, no reason. All they were told was that like it, they somehow violated, yeah, they violated you know, terms, Facebook's. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I mean, so I know you, that they didn't do anything wrong. So are it you just, not, so are you not allowed to just have your own page? Can you not on your page, say y'all did a music video are you not allowed to just post your music video yes yeah, so on page or, or post I, your own song like what, what's is that what? yeah so that i'm not sure anymore because i know like it's been a while since i've tried to you know post anything on there anyway um at one point it was totally fine but i i, I want to say that they changed some kind of terms and conditions that made things you know a little bit more difficult but so facebook is weird but that um 
so like on the surface, like you have all these tools that seem like they would be great, you know, promotional things, but at the same time, you can't just go like, I, I think what, you know, back in the day, like the nineties and I mean, especially like the eighties and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but the nineties and the early two thousands, you could be a, a local band and, you know, actually have a big local following just because people weren't distracted by everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays, like it's so easy to just stay in the house and, mm-hmm. you know, watch YouTube or watch Netflix or, you know, be on your phone or something. I mean, or like even when you're at a show, like people are distracted by everything. So the disturbed Rob Zombie show we talked about, Rob Zombie mm-hmm. kind of went off on the crowd. He's like, hey, all you dumb dudes. He, he said it more, not maybe not as politely. Yeah. Like, put your fucking phones away. Yeah. Like, let's, everyone put your phones in your pocket and let's sing this song together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like half the crowd still have their phone out recording. I was just like. It's it's tough. I mean, like it's, they can be great tools, um, but social media has done so much more harm than it's done good, I think. Yeah. Because um, you have, so lots of things sound good on paper, but then you put a human in it so, and it destroys it. Yeah. I feel like. So I think uh, where you're, I would think I'm not in a band, but I think uh, the the big I think the biggest tool for y'all guys is probably touring. Like you can't you can't top mm-hmm. touring. I assume that's I mean I wouldn't right. know. I wouldn't honestly. And it's no, you know, obviously it's no offense to you guys. I, I would have never if I didn't see y'all at that otherwise show. I may have for never sure. found you guys. Yeah. No. The and world's that's so big in Nashville. I mean, even though you're local, I may have never found you. And some right. bands, unfortunately, kind of there's two local bands that i really enjoy but they kind of faded in they, they disappeared you ever there's a one band called forgotten fable had a really mm, good following in nashville Fables. god but i mean it's been 10 years but since they've been gone I and mean, there's another man. band that i really enjoy i think they they were at exit in they were called nevea they haven't spelled backwards yeah okay. and, but nevea but they were really just kind of catchy yeah they, they and, just vanished yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. Makes me real interesting sad. yeah it's just i mean and for us, the best thing that helped us was getting on bigger shows, you know, mm-hmm. with bands like Otherwise or 10 Years or, you know, whoever it is, because then we're we're getting to play to an already built-in audience for the style of music that we're playing anyway. So, like, yeah. that's, a, that's a far better way for us to reach people than sending out posts that are just going to get blocked by an algorithm on, on Facebook. It's rough. I mean, the majority of people that follow you can't even see the things that you're posting. I was yeah. saying that same thing. Uh, I, we're in the weird, weird. We're in a weird part right now. But like, when you see, you. so do you? Did you? You said you had been using, but did you, did you run the Facebook page for Emerge? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you see, so you see what I see when you post a post. So on your page, you know how many people were following your page. You see that number, mm-hmm. and you post a post, and that Facebook will tell you how many people even saw that post. And it is yeah. never a quarter of your followers. No. It's like eight. No, I was like, you could at least send it to the followers of the page. And the problem is, is that like each individual follower that you have, they also follow so many other pages that aren't yours yeah. that it's just like, there's too much stuff, you know, like God, it's yeah. just, we've reached the point content. where there's just, yeah, there is too much content. And so like, if you were fed, every single thing that you follow like every time they posted something if you saw it you'd never get to the end of it and so like isn't that what humans, isn't that what, what humans want now though yeah pretty much scroll forever it's, 
I just go through and I cultivate mine every now and again. I'm just like, yeah. I don't care about this crap. Like, I like this celebrity, but I don't really care about their personal y'all, life. Y'all do yeah, have y'all's, sure. uh, I, I don't know who runs it, but y'all do have y'all's fan page, and they they tend to post songs regularly and stuff like that. Yes. Your fan page seems yeah. pretty active, which, which is pretty Yeah, cool. yeah. So we've got some really, like, cool fans that that um just decided that they wanted to start that, and, like, something's going to have to overtake Facebook or else yeah, um, or else newer bands are just going to just, I mean, struggle. I don't even know how you'd, the problem is, is that like, it takes so much money to actually like break through any of this stuff. And like, I mean, it takes enough money just to record your songs or put out a good music video or buy the equipment, you know? I can't Um, watch. So as you said, music video, uh, music videos are clearly maybe not as popular as they used to be. What is, is, mm -hmm. is reach the main reason to make a music video these days still? I think so. Um, some of it's reach. Some of it is just like your overall like presence, you know, like if you're trying to get on a tour or if you're trying to, you know, send your press kit um, to a venue or this, that or the other, like having a music, music video, video has 500,000 views or has a million views ex- or something. Like exactly. That. So it definitely makes you look more professional. Like if you've mm-hmm. got music videos or if you've got good live videos. Um, I remember back in the day, like, before we, you know, when we didn't have any money to do anything, not that we have money to do anything now, but when, um, <laughs> when we were like real young and just like, you know, getting by with whatever we, um, we would get turned down from some bigger venues and they would tell us, you know, like, I mean, I can remember specific examples like of one venue, um, where they were just like, honestly, we like you guys more than we probably like just about any other local around here, but you guys don't have, like a music video or you guys don't have good enough live videos. And so when we try to send you guys to the management of these bands that you guys are trying to, to open for or play with um, we just can't get you guys approved because you don't look professional enough. And so that's just sending your music's not enough. No, I wish it was, man. I wish it was. The the irony of that is crippling. Like why is your music not enough? And it will make you so bitter. It's been, It's been really tough. I mean, there, there have been, there have been some really hard pills that we've had to swallow in regards to like the fact that we just wish that, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's brutal. It's the entertainment industry in general, because we, I've been listening to other podcasts. They've talked about one, one conversation I remember is um, they were talking about hiring a host for a show. And they, the conversation was, well, we have this person that we like a lot more and fits the thing better, but this other person has like ha- uh, 500,000 more followers. And so we're going to give it to the person who has more followers. Right. Yeah. I, I, it went against everything they wanted. The, the guy just had more followers. Like, we'll give it to that guy. It's, and then the, it's the, tough. Ended up, the show never came to fruition because they're like, all that person's fans had wanted nothing to do with the hope. They, they was like, oh, let's not butcher his career. And it's not mm-hmm. even do this show anymore. Yeah, and it's like, well, you could just give it to the other guy and you put a bunch of people out of the job. It's, I know, man. It's, it's, this it's, entertainment industry, all these views and likes, it's just, it's, and most of that stuff is bots. It's fake accounts yeah. created to follow crap. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with anything. And it's just garbage and fake. And it's really upsetting a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's little, rough. Before we switch to the game. Uh, a little happier note. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have, so I assume... Uh, have you been working on uh, new music and stuff for Emerge? You guys trying to trying to? I know I know production of an album takes a while. It could take years to make an album, I'm sure. But uh, mm-hmm. have y'all started any kind of production and writing process for another album? 
Yeah. So um, not all of us together, but I do kind of always like have like riffs and song ideas and stuff like that. Um, my, my drummer actually just moved into a new place where he's got like this really big, like he's got a really big shop on his property now. And so we are uh, going to hopefully like have that be kind of like the studio. new, yeah. Like have that be sort of like the new, you know, headquarters for, for practice and, and writing and stuff like that. So um, hopefully we'll actually all be able to get together sometime soon and, and start yeah. that. But I've always got like ideas and stuff. And I've thought about, you know, maybe trying to do um, some other things outside of, of emerge where, you know, maybe I just do like a solo thing or something, but um, I always like, I'm interested in it. Like nowadays yeah. I'm more interested in, in writing and just recording than anything else. Yeah. How would you, would it be difficult to step away from emerge to do different stuff or is it, or are you talking about writing stuff that just doesn't fit within emerge? Yeah. More just like that. Like um, emerge, like kind of like has always had that like sweet spot between being like, melodic but also like a lot you know heavier at times mm -hmm. um but i also like i really love a lot more of those kind of like radio rock bands too that maybe we don't necessarily fit in um yeah. the mold of and so i've thought about just maybe doing some of that stuff that's still just kind of more just straight up rock um mm -hmm. than maybe more of that like riding the line between hard rock and metal like emerges hmm. that's interesting Nothing wrong with me. I, I, I much more enjoy when bands do that than when they try to force a band to go exactly. to a new song, a new sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've seen yeah. you see lots of bands that do that stuff. So it'd be kind of I'm glad I, I felt I feel like I mean, who are we to say? But you're like you're in the right mindset. Say you have you have these ideas that don't sound like emerge. Some bands will be like, oh screw it, we're gonna we're gonna leave our band name on it and just keep rolling with these different yeah. sounds. But you got the right, I feel like the right mindset. Like if I have this sound that ain't right for my band. I'm going to put it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I still want nice. to do it, but put it somewhere else. Like, yeah. Uh, I hate to drag their name through the dirt, but we've, but we've been loving on them so much, but disturbs uh, evolution. Well, he, I think he, I think he likes it. Do you? I felt half of it was like power ballads that were just boring yeah. because that sound of silence got so popular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've got, I think musically, like it's a pretty strong album. Um, it's not my favorite disturbed album, it doesn't sound but like it's most of the time, right? Yeah, they they definitely, um, I think, saw a bigger. I mean, they saw probably their biggest popularity like increase since you know the beginning of their career with the sound of silence, and so I think some of that was just them getting you know like a little bit more mature and and wanting to kind of like maybe try to bring in a little bit larger of a fan base. Yeah. Um, maybe, but I, I, I don't, <laughs> but like I, I do, I do <laughs> hope that they go back to just more straight up, you know, yeah, I would love like a 10,000 fists part two or something. There was like five or eight 20, power ballads fists. on 20,000 20, fists. 20, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite disturbed album is believe. It's that's always funny I always and, thought that Believe was kind of like the black uh, the black sheep of Disturbed catalog. It, it, oh, it to, it totally is. But my favorite, I love it too. But that's that's is, a cool pick, yeah. And it's um, it's just like how melodic it is because it's so different from the sickness. Because like yeah. the sickness was like really dark. edgy and like you know new metal and super dark. Um, and then Believe was just like totally different. You know, like and and I always love that. And then like so the same band. That's it. yes. So. To me, I think though that like Ten Thousand Fists is like the peak of like where they took the sickness and believe mm -hmm. and like melded them together, and then 
you know, kind of like editing guitar solos and stuff with 10,000 fists. So I think that was kind of like their peak. And then, well, you know, from I, there, like, I, I mean, I love all of it though. Yeah. It's been a good all the way through. I feel like I, I've, I'm like, I like him. I, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really just sat with evolution, but uh, I kind of feel like I need to. I absolutely my... loved, um, what's that one? Immortalized? Immortalized. With Ventral One. Oh, yeah. Tyrant and Legion of Monsters. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that song. That one was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Immortalized. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go on another. another, ba- another main I know, tangent. another another tangent. Uh, uh, so, I guess, uh, who knows where we are on time. I feel bad taking your time up. I don't know what we're. Oh, no, you guys are fine. Okay, so I feel like. We are a bit of a, I say a little bit of a video game podcast usually, but uh, we do. I mean, I mean, our our general podcast. You've heard a couple of. I think you've heard a little bit of it. We do yeah. video games, and then Blake does movies. And I, there's been there's been lots of bands throughout the podcast. I mean, I do a band every other episode. I do a band anyway. Okay. So there's been plenty of music. That's not weird that we haven't talked about video games. It it, it happens sometimes. But uh, we did uh, we did try our best to at least play a video game with you a little bit, uh, and we let you. We, well, we I think we. I forget how we decided. Did I give you? Did I tell you some we like, names? I think we had like a list of like three games, and then we were like, "Yeah, let's do that one." Yeah, we picked. Oh, we'll let Blake talk about it, or uh, you, you can do that, that final question later. I'll do it. I'll do it once we're talking about. Uh, Blake's going to do the intro for like how our get our podcast normally runs. Blake's going to intro. He's going to tell you what what the game is and kind of tell us about the developer a little bit. This this end part might not be that long. That's me, yeah, when it comes into that. this particular game, I don't know about you, Jared, but the, there's not a lot to that game right now, and we'll explain no, why. No. Blake will explain why there's the games. Uh, we'll get into it, but there's not a lot to talk about. So this last part might not be as long, and that might be for the better. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Right, so we're going to jump into our our game that we actually got to play with Jared for a couple of times and we had, we had a good time playing it. Yeah. So the game we're going to be talking about, it's called second extinction. technically it's not out yet it's it's game preview so when we talk about it understand that it's not an entirely a finished product yet but it officially hit game preview april 28th 2021 so it's not even that old yeah on game pass on game pass yeah and so the developer and publisher uh for second uh extinction is called systemic reaction but yeah but they're actually a subsidiary of Avalanche. Oh, really? Yeah, Avalanche owns them and another one called Expansive Worlds. Do you know, do you, uh, are you, do you keep track of developers at all or you just play games? Uh, I do a little bit. Avalanche rings Avalanche a bell. is known for, uh, Just Cause most, mostly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just Cause and they did that Mad Max game. Okay. And yeah. then they did, um, we did that. We played that one game, uh, the robots that's that's actually systemic reaction was generation zero generation zero mm-hmm. uh which was kind of unfinished as well it felt yeah yeah so systemic reaction they're swedish yeah of course there's a lot of swedish and they have just the two games they have this and generation zero that we just spoke about 
And I think the whole company for Systemic Reaction is uh, 35 people, mm-hmm. is what they run with to make the uh, the game happen thus far. And they're still... Are they still running Generation Zero? I didn't see anything about it. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as great as they wanted to. They might be, because I can see connections between the two. Well, it's almost the same. It's like uh, Generation Zero is like Second Extinction, but with robots. It literally, yeah. Did you ever, <laughs> uh, do you know, have you ever seen that? The Generation no, Zero? Uh-huh. It's still in I'm the marketplace. We got a, you know, the Xbox does those free play weekends sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. They had a uh, Generation Zero on there, and we're like, "Well, oh, we'll try it for free." Uh, it's not exactly. It's not. Ex- it's not exactly like Second Evolution, but it really is. You're just running around this weird island when there's there's robots everywhere. It's, it's much harder than Second Evolution. Actually. Those robots are intense, mm-hmm. and they're aiming. Mercury is all. Yeah, they're really good at aiming. They had, they had guns. So. Okay. Yeah, it was like a down. It was like a modern day Horizon with crappier graphics and stupider monsters. <laughs> so it's a uh, it's a basically it's just a first person shooter where you're murking uh, mutated dinosaurs whilst trying to accomplish specific like, we objectives about yeah five or six missions I think it was and they were all yeah. different but kind of samey mm-hmm. we were doing slightly different objectives but it all ended up doing the exact same like we were uh Pressing a lot of buttons and flipping a lot of levers. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing a lot of the time. I was just going through the objective and holding X. It was like, it, it was like a lot of busy work, but you're shooting dinosaurs, so like you're not really paying attention to like the fact that like you're not actually doing anything substantial. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's still fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Well, like- so we used it as kind of like I say like uh, uh, we were just kind of how 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 our this podcast has kind of been all over the place when we were playing the game it was kind of like mindless shooting and we were just gabbing about stuff right, uh, right. the entire time that I, I think that that'd be a good place for that game to be if it survives very long yeah the yeah. game itself wasn't very deep it wasn't on deep. any means but it was surprisingly polished we had no lag that's what uh, we had no crashes yeah. like yeah and it looked um, good it did, yeah. I was really impressed with the way it looked and the way it played. I mean, like I wasn't expecting something in game preview to to look or feel like that, but it it was really good. And I think, like, kind of like you were saying, like I think where that game could thrive is that it's just like it's not anything you have to think really hard about, and you can just kind of like play it and hang out and like you know the gameplay is good enough. Yeah, exactly. Like, and there aren't enough games like that, you know, out there where you can just kill dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, they. Well, for the developer, developer? Ooh, not really. It's just the fact they made those two games. And so far, they've added, they've, it started out with just four characters. They've mm-hmm. added one since the, the initial release of the game back in April. Yeah. And so the original four were Jorgen, and he's kind of like the sniper. I've kind of read into him. He's the sniper, but he also has a built in passive where he has low aggro. He's less likely to be noticed and attacked by than the other. But I didn't really notice that. That's the first character. I played the sniper character first, which, uh, I didn't notice less aggro when I played. But it's supposed to be. But I think there's just so many dinosaurs. I don't think less aggro really applies that much. And then you had uh, Amir, who was mostly support, and he had the aerial strikes, the precision sky lasers and and grenade launcher. Yeah, I think you played him first. I think Jared, did you play the grenade launcher first? Yeah, the first time we played. Yeah. Then there was uh, Ortega, and she was the dual wielder who could use two main weapons as her main and sub. Yeah, but I don't know if she dual wielded them. I think she, she, yeah. she could just equip two two mains. And not yeah, main yeah, that's so. what I mean. One was Rosie, and she for me she kind of felt more like the uh, 
like a paladin, like a tank, because she could throw down those electrical fences, which I loved. Anything that hit those things were shocked for a long time. I don't know if y'all noticed, but I noticed. I'd put them down, especially at those kind of like Left for Dead. Like we had the grand final stands at the end of each mission where we were just being hoarded. At the mm-hmm. bottom of the stairs, I would lay those fences out and things yeah. would just hit them and you'd be shocked and we would just blast them. Yeah. She also had that massive minigun, just mm-hmm. eight through ammo, but it ate three enemies and she could heal everybody if you were within a certain range. So she was a pretty good, I'd say Paladin best describes what she was. And then their additional character, which was Jack. He's a male version of her, but he's strictly attack. He didn't have any like defensive abilities yeah. from what I could tell, but I never played as him. I think, I, did you play him on the- I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you I like did. his? What, 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 do you remember his abilities at all? I don't. I don't remember his abilities. Um, honestly, like I was just like most of the time I was just shooting. Like, <laughs> like, I was like I was just mindlessly playing. Yeah. 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 But it's for I I I got I think Rosie was the first character I played as, and I I love. I was like, oh, cool. I like this. I'm not changing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I played the sniper, and then I played. Uh, as we should say that you're kind of your characters are kind of uh, locked down to certain gun types. All your characters can't use all the guns. So when no. you pick a character, you're kind of picking. Uh, if you want to play a specific gun, I think. I don't remember because you went from the grenade launcher at first. I don't know if you like yeah. the grenade launcher, and then I think it wasn't uh, bad. You switched to the Gatlin. But it eats yeah. ammo so I'm trying fast. to remember our, remember our playthroughs. And then I think... Yeah, it does. Did you end on I've the... Tried. I think you ended on... I think I, I ended think on the assault rifle. With me, yeah. With what's her name? I think so. Ortega. Ortega with the assault rifle. Yeah. I started with the sniper, and it was uh, a disaster. Uh, I did try him one time. So now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I tried just about everybody. We might have. I didn't try either of the Gatlin characters. I okay. wanted... Because uh, they, have, they have different abilities, and but they use different weapons. I wanted to use... Uh, the guy with the airstrike with an assault rifle, but it won't let you. Like he has to use yeah. either a grenade launcher or something else. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to use the assault rifle, which I was my favorite gun, uh, I had to play as Ortega. But she has, I don't think her abilities are lame. She has like a dash, which is worthless. Yeah. And then uh, some other move that says it increases her damage when you activate it but you can't tell when this hordes and hordes and hordes of dinosaurs like stuff's dying some stuff's not dying right i think maybe they're still i I think that's kind of like one of the things that i don't love about like modern um like modern shooters is that like so many shooters are like going the route of like overwatch with the hero shooter kind of thing mm-hmm, exactly. um and people love that like obviously like that's super popular so i'm not like knocking it like it is still super fun but it's very like if you're going to do that like you've all got to be like really cohesive and working as a team in order for like this person's abilities to really like you know kick in when like the whole team yeah. needs it and stuff like that but like for me i've always been just more like i love shooters but for me it's always just more like you know everybody starts out with the same thing you pick up weapons as you go and, like yeah. just let I me kind of me- like i think you mentioned a couple of times you love to pick up a weapon off the ground which you you, you don't do yeah. in second evolution right yeah you're just sort of stuck and restricted with whatever you you yeah. start with so like if I think that if the game was like that, you know, like everybody just, you know, you pick your character based on like how you want your character to look or, or feel or whatever. And then like the cool, let your abilities do whatever they want, but let you pick whatever weapons you want. Like your that would be character specific, yeah. but let you pick whatever weapons you want. Maybe I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Like the ability, like you just pick whatever ability that you like most. Um, and then 
you know, just grab the weapons as you go. Yeah. I would love it that. It seemed like, so I, I, I know we played a lot of Overwatch. I'm very I'm familiar with it. I know what that Overwatch does, like you said, activating abilities and working as a team. Mm-hmm. I I don't think Second Evolution calls for that. I get why they're right. making that kind of game. But when we were playing it, it was just like, hold down the trigger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you're this. not, you're playing against AI, you know? Yeah. So I don't think that it really needs all the, the strategy or, or whatever. We weren't strategizing. No, the most, no, the most, the most in-game communication, in-game communication we did that wasn't just us talking was like, "Where are you? Yeah. How far away have you ran?" Like, uh-huh. oh, let us let, us let us catch up. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm in a cave right. near the checkpoint. Where are you guys at? I don't know, dude. I'm outside <laughs> fighting a horde of monsters. I'm right. gonna hit the button then, so I can. There wasn't. There wasn't like any. There wasn't any like, and it wasn't needed. I don't think there was no like coordinated. As most coordinated as we got was like when we fought a t-rex maybe mm-hmm. it was like and we killed his t-rex but other than that it was just like it was willy-nilly like i did most of the time i didn't know so maybe it's not a it is and isn't a great co-op experience like it, like you don't it doesn't you don't need your co-op buddy you don't need them necessarily but it is great to like he's like, like we've said before like the good hangout game like it was a great yeah. hangout game it'd be yeah, boring for sure. as hell by yourself if you're oh, to oh yeah that would suck yeah. this was not a good yeah because like i don't think you could turn on it'd be different if you could turn on the ai and have right. people running around and then yeah. have people drop in drop out like a full what do you call it like a unit-based shooter where no matter what you always have the five people or team four based people team based. yeah but i might playing this by yourself would just be so boring and awful mm-hmm. it'd be like trying to play you ever try to play sea of thieves yeah, oh we god have. we have yeah have you imagine uh, playing sea of thieves alone god <laughs> have you been have you have you given any real time to sea of thieves we we haven't uh, yeah so i I played it two or three times. And at first I was like, I played it with three other, three other friends of mine. So like at first we were like, dude, this is cool. Like, this is like, this is fun. But then like, as it went on, we were like, there's nothing to this game. Like we've been none of your weapons. Yeah. Like none of your weapons do anything differently. It's just all cosmetic. There's no progression Um, in that game. There's none whatsoever. And so if there was progression, like if it, if it was like destiny, but pirates, like I'd be like, dude, this is, this is the game. This is cool. Yeah. Um, Cause and I've heard that that new expansion is pretty cool. Yeah. But... The Pirates of the Caribbean actually puts a, yeah. a storyline to it. I just right. don't know. We've downloaded the game like three times playing with a, play with a friend for a little while, turn it off. Don't play a few months later. He'd be like, let's play see it. These are like, I guess and we'll re-download it. And we just, but he's, yeah. he's played so much that he's like way beyond us, I guess on the, on the getting around and just movement and just knowing what to do. I just feel yeah. like in that game, this isn't the sea of thieves podcast, but, uh, um yeah sorry no you're fine no that's game it's just like the music stuff we can go we can go anywhere i just didn't see uh i didn't like the goals and like just the general where to go i think sea of thieves was just too uh loosey-goosey too yeah too Mm loosey-goosey i guess for lack of a better term i just i just did i don't know if you're if you and your friends had like a a coordinated idea of what you wanted to do there's not like and i think their mission statement originally when the game came out was like create your own story i'm like it sounds cool, I guess. When I turn the game on and I don't know where to go or what to do, right. I just yeah, I think and, that was the whole thing. They wanted you to be a pirate, go have your own pirate adventures in a galleon or a little, you know, a little scuttleboat. Go create yeah. your own pirate adventure. That's what they wanted and you to the, do. But it's and there was like there were a couple like really like like funny exciting times like while we were playing when we'd be like boarded by like other people you know and then like we get into a fight out the middle of the you know the sea like 
that thing was kind of cool. And so like with that being like, you know, like a really cool point of that game, like I love that idea. I just wish that there was like progression to it. There's just nothing to gain. Um, nothing to like, like, like you said, like everything's cosmetic. So you don't know like how hard mm-hmm. anybody's worked to get any particular thing or right. like your, but your boat, like you don't even have your own, your, the boat's not even your boat. Like it's just a, a generic right. boat that you, you, you just, just take it every time you, and you get a yeah. different skin if you unlock So I don't understand. Whatever. I mean, I, I guess it's good for the company that the game is popular. I just don't know. I don't know what people were doing. <laughs> Well, yeah. in, the, in the game, I don't, I don't understand it. It's just hard to follow. Now, something a little different, but we actually really enjoyed similar to the lines. Uh, have you ever played No Man's Sky? No, I haven't, but I know a, you know a decent amount of it. I know that that's a game that like started out Real promising bad. so much, and then it was like a huge disappointment. But like over times, or but over time, I, like it's oh. become really popular and good. Like five right? Five or six years later, it's actually at the point what they promised originally yeah mm-hmm. is where it's at that's now. a different kind of i could go i could go on and on no, no man's sky uh we played it because it's on game pass right now and we played it i didn't i didn't really know what to expect and i ended up putting like one, one or two hundred hours in no man's sky like i wow. feel i feel completely in love with it like yeah but that game it uh but you you, you could it's uh there's a storyline to follow but there is you can also set yourself goals so you're not completely like just thrown to the wind like you are in sea of thieves but yeah if you haven't played no man's sky. That's something we could probably just if you if you want to experience sometime. We could not whatever. We could play No Man's Sky with you sometimes if you ever want to try to because we we are yeah, I so played I, in a while, but uh okay. Yeah, but yeah that would be cool. Something to think about in the in the if, if we don't want to play a game, we ain't got to play more second extinction if we don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Do another game that's coming out that um I keep seeing advertised on the um the dashboard is um Back for Blood. Oh, yeah. definitely. I think that'll be. If you're going to play that, let, let us send know. us a message. Jesus, yeah. we're so we're huge Left we for Dead fans. Left Dead. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be pretty cool to play. Yeah, we've also if, if we and it's best when you play with friends. You get a group of friends together. Oh, for sure. Because you also have if you love uh, Back for Blood, there's a uh, Warhammer Vermintide. Have you played Vermintide? I think you. Talked I have about, not. I think um, we talked about that as one, one of our possible games to play, maybe. But I think it was a little. I think it was. Compli- yeah. it's, it's more. Uh, it's a little more complicated, but it's along the same lines as Left 4 Dead. But it's a little okay. bit more complicated. Yeah. yeah All right. Cool. Because it, instead of zombies, it's the Vermintide part of their the, the lore of these like these whatever the rat people are called. But it's just literally a bunch of rat people trying to kill everything. Yeah. So instead of okay. zombies, it's rat people. We've played it Rap one people. time, we, and we only played the first game. We didn't even play the second game. Yeah, the second one's supposed to be a little better. But yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah. sweet. Sorry, some 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 no, no. yeah, But uh, uh, we should probably talk about second evolution a little more. <laughs> it, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there. I mean, uh, I mean, like the dinosaurs looked. All the dinosaurs looked. Well, there were a bunch of different variations. The graphics were great. It, it looked yeah. great. Well, what, what I saw online was people kind of saying like, "There's not enough variant." There is like twenty kinds of raptors. Uh, which I yeah. thought, which I thought was, it's like the default kind of hoarding. Well, not necessarily raptor, but bipedal. They're all raptors, ain't they? No, some of them were like the uh, the spitter, like the, the shock ones were the spitters because oh, okay. their 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 collar would fan out and. Sh- but like, I would love to find. That's when like it was a, flashing our screen, wasn't it? Like, yeah, whiting out our screens. Oh yeah, because you had a lot of the raptors. Sucked. But I would love to because for big dinosaurs, there was Triceratops, Ankylosaur, and T Rex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, however, did not fight any flying stuff. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Would, no pterodactyls, huh? Yeah, I would have yeah. loved to fought some sort of pterodons, pterodactyls, some sort of flying thing, or even a, a I'm sure it'll be there. bird at least. 
bird, some ancient bird. Yeah. It'd it have to be a pterodactyls. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, it's, 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 we don't know what they gave, what they have planned for the game, really. I mean, it's, it's not even officially released. But there was no map differentiation. Every time you did a, a different mission, you went to the same really it's large a big, map, a big map, and you had free roam over the entire map. You could go anywhere you mm -hmm. wanted. But it was you fight this. It'd be different if, like, in certain biomes, were more aware of certain dinosaurs. Like, you only fought. I don't see you fought I don't, the Stegosaur near like the lava pits, or you only fought. Yeah. Like, but I don't think the map had 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 enough. Uh, there wasn't enough distinction. I don't think in the yeah, sectors. They all kind of looked like yeah planes with with the occasional building. Like I don't think they yeah, there was right. no biome dif uh, diversity. I think yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about that while we were playing because I, I was just I say mindlessly playing. I think well, there's not much. All the different sections look the same. Like right. it, it was same but different. You're like, oh, this is a rundown like there ain't industrial no, there ain't area. no lava pits. You said lava pits. Yeah, there I ain't no lava pits. Seen some lava pits. There's dope. no forest or swamp. There's nothing really. Because imagine like something simple. Like these things are all mutated from whatever disease has affected this planet. But imagine like yeah, is there a, a lava there a plot line stegosaur game? that shoots like fireballs at you or some crap? Because we had stuff that was yeah. spitting venom and spitting rocks and stuff at us. Why couldn't we in electricity, a stegosaur that slung fireballs at us? I, that would be terrifying. Mm -hmm. Cause those uh ankylosaurs, they would like spin in tops at you, and those uh, are yeah, not, bulldozers. Knock you off your feet. <laughs> yeah. But there wasn't enough. Like I said, it is pretty it's only been out since April. And they're putting out like uh, updates, I think, once a month to try to like boost everything. But it would be, a, I say it'd be annoying, but I would still like at least one or two flying type enemy. Yeah, we keep poking our heads at it over over time. And there was no, uh, no water, no aquatic stuff. Like there was no yeah. beach fronts or anything, no ponds no or lakes. No water at all, was it? Because I was a prehistoric crocodile. You know, how terrifying would that be? Walking along and you get bit, <laughs> like stuff to add in. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. game preview. Maybe they'll add some stuff in. Oh, um, speaking of dinosaurs and all this fun stuff and killing them, do you have like a, a favorite dinosaur? Like a, well, if dinosaurs still existed, we'd be dead. Yes, we would. We would be hands down. Yeah. But if you could have yeah. one as a pet, Jurassic World, or Jurassic Park, Jurassic World style, do you know what kind it would be? Maybe. Mm, man, I mean, it's a generic answer, but I've always loved raptors. You know, like I mean, because we grew up in this. Yeah, we grew up like with Jurassic Park, like in that, you know, kind of like era. And so, I mean, my favorite din dinosaur has always been the T-Rex. Um, just that's, I mean, that's just like the iconic, like when I picture T-Rex, I picture Jurassic Park, you know, like oh, that's yeah, what I think of. Sure. But I think it'd be cool to have like a, a pr pretty smart, like trained raptor, you know, kind of like Jurassic <laughs> World style. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that'd be pre pretty sweet to just like be able to walk around with your raptor. Speaking of that uh, T Rex again, man, uh, you remember we we were fighting those T Rexes in a uh, in the game. And those things are way more mobile than you anticipate a T Rex yeah. to be. Mm -hmm. That was wild. Or fitting into places you don't think you should fit into. Okay, you're like, oh, I'm safe inside this building, and it just kind of like kind of kind of shrugged your shoulders. It just kind of walks the, uh, in the bay door, <laughs> or yeah, jumping yeah. jumping uh, way higher than you anticipate. Yes. It looked it looked strange, but it was it was just funny. We're just laughing. Like, this looks insane. These freaking T Rexes. T Rexes mm -hmm. are all mutated and stuff too. Oh, yeah. Did they they didn't like spit acid or? I think they, they, I think they were just stomping. I think it was tail swiping, yeah. and stomping and biting, and like the roar kind of stunned you a little bit. Like if it roared in your face, like you think you just froze there for a second till the roar was up. But yeah. it had to be closer to you. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so, I try not to be close to the wrecks as often as possible. I think yeah, it's yeah. Devastating. I don't know. You got any other? So as I say, uh, there's not a lot of a lot of game here, so we ain't, we ain't got to keep rolling into this game for forever. Well, you said you you love raptors. Did it make you sad killing all the raptors? Or <laughs> oh no, not at all. They were coming for me, man. They would kill like, me. Death to all the raptors. Had to do it. <laughs> it's me or them. <laughs> and I choose me every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's probably it. Cause say we said at the beginning, there's not not a lot of game there, and we've take we we spent a lot of I think a lot of great time on the music and stuff like that. And I have no idea how long this is, no clue whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I think we started close to nine, nine fifteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, do you have like any that. other uh, uh, thoughts about the game or anything you have like banging around your head about music or anything like that that may have just been lingering? Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, the game was, you know, the game was cool. I think that it, um, like, will get a lot better over time, and so I'm excited to see what you know what they do yeah, with it because it is a really cool idea. If you want to see a fire-breathing dinosaur, we should play Monster Hunter. Oh, jeez. Yeah, lots of, yeah. of fire-breathing fire breathing Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's yeah. dope. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude, like, not much more than I can think of, man. We talked about a lot. This has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys asking me. Oh, yeah. This, is, oh, this, has, been, this has been great. It's a lot of fun. I mean, we could, we could freaking do a whole podcast about just music. like a whole a whole different podcast it's just on music it'd be crazy if you, yeah i you mean should if consider you guys starting ever... you should consider starting a podcast about music man i would love to do that man i would love to I mean, so you're, maybe you're like you're already you're already in a you already know sound production and stuff like that and maybe i am i have no knowledge of audio technologies and i can and i, I produce this podcast and my brother's other he has a movie podcast and i Okay. It's, I mean, if I could do it, you can make a podcast. Yeah, I would. I would love to, man. Like some friends and I were joking around yesterday about starting one. So, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe one day I would because I do think it'd be really fun. It also like, kind of help increase your reach a little bit for yeah. sure. For yeah, some people. It's yeah, no, and it's not often that you um that you like actually get to like talk with like minded people about all this exactly. same stuff See, and that, just go that off was on like, tangents. I, mean, I know we want to. We we kind of we talked a little bit and kind of kind of crapped on second extinction a little bit but i really that first part with the music that was like oh, yeah. that was we don't ever get those conversations with nobody you know it's, it's mm -hmm. everyone at my well, job they just listen to country music oh, and i'm just like oh man i know we're yeah. home of country music in music city but yeah. so much other stuff besides country <laughs> comes in here and i'm just well hey if 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 you guys ever you know want a a reoccurring guest just, uh, oh, yeah. just you know, ask. I'll be happy to get on and talk yeah. about music all day long <laughs> or we games. We, we we get, there's all kinds of stuff we could talk so about. We, we just lined up a bunch of games for us to play together. Monster Hunter World, Back for Blood, or that Vermintide. I'm sure, or something. I'm sure, we'll, yeah. sure we'll play Back for Blood. If you, Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, well, you should really consider, uh, if you, whoever your friend was, consider starting a podcast. I'll tell you what's yeah. cool about uh, podcasting is uh, I listen to podcasts for maybe a decade or maybe a little less than a decade before I was on, he said Reddit and it was a guy on Reddit reaching out for potential guests on his podcast. And I was like, I've never done that before, but he was talking about a, a game I wanted to talk about and stuff like that. I was like, I'll reach out. And he got back to me real fast. And I was actually first, I was a guest on somebody else's podcast mm -hmm. and that like lit the fire in me. I was like, and I was like, this wasn't, that wasn't that, that was, I, was, I wasn't as nervous as I thought I would be. It felt real good. And I talked to him kind of off podcast about production and stuff like that. I, and that, that's what gets you like 
like you said about singing or something like this like i could i could probably do this like this isn't right this isn't Sometimes, that bad so that lit yeah. the fire in me and i grabbed him and we started talking about uh because we play a lot of video games like we play it yeah you were intimidated by our gamer scores yeah, you saw our Dude, gamer that's scores. awesome it's awesome <laughs> so we play a lot I have of like fifty thousand, and i thought that was a lot yeah i think i've i'm over i'm over 300 now i think you're over 300 i'm close to I don't, i've lost track after, after a yeah while. but see we brag about 300,000. there's people who are like well, close well, to 2 well, million now. well over a million yeah now. Uh, but that's uh, too much we thought gaming was the way we'd we'd break in and we play a lot of uh obscure and strange things a lot of our our main our other this podcast i say main this is our this is the podcast we're on it is uh, usually about more obscure things. We throw the new stuff in there, but it was just like, that's what got me. But being somewhere else on somebody else's podcast, like uh, I think, uh, I don't know if you said it in the podcast, we talked about before, like this is your first, your first yeah. podcast thing too. So maybe, mm-hmm. uh, maybe after you hear it and see how you see how you sound afterwards, some people don't like the way they sound on podcasts, but, uh, but, well, you, this but you sing, so you've, singing, you've heard yourself sing, but uh, so maybe <laughs> after you hear it and stuff like that, you may, maybe this will be, maybe open a door for you it'd be very interesting yeah. I'd, I'd, that'd be really really cool if you uh i'm not putting pressure on you you can do whatever the hell you want to do but I, uh, it might it <laughs> no might, i appreciate it yeah it'd be very cool to have, yeah. a, have a have a another podcast kind of spawned from our podcast if you kind of need mm-hmm. i'm just yeah. saying uh-huh. super cool. who knows maybe i will i have thought for a long time that it'd be really cool to have so yeah and you, I mean, you, you could just really just do um it may be or your your friend, see your friend or talking to just to have one just discuss music in general, and you, you probably have a couple of people in industry would be really cool guests and stuff like that. It's always mm-hmm. cool to have to know people inside the industry to have cool guests. We've we've rolled through friends and family, and then we've kind of branched out into other other stuff. We've been like a movie director and your musician. We're kind of running. We're running. We're running low. We only do a we only do a guest every ten episodes, so we're kind of running right. out of. We don't know that many people, so I might have to start reaching in further into a stranger like strangers that I don't really know. So one of my that. goals is to get our guy who does all of our artwork. Oh, you saw your artwork, right? What'd you think of your artwork? Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah that was fans, awesome. None of the, nobody's seen it, but us and you right now. So when the episode yeah. launches, everybody will get to see the artwork. Our, our listeners are familiar with the guy devious pixel. We, we kind of toss him some stuff and he kind of mm-hmm. works it around and stuff like that. And kind of works in there and Blake, Blake's one of through the Raptor in there. Yeah. I was like, I want a dinosaur yeah. in there. Cause it was just you with like, it looked kind of blind. It was you with some spotlights and he had the album art just behind you. And I was like, oh, I, I was like, I want something that yeah. makes it. Cause like anyone can just put the album cover behind. I was like, I want, mm. uh, you know, cause to make it more to the game we're talking about. So we threw the Raptor in there and it yeah. was, I, it was yeah. pretty dope. I enjoyed it. No. Yeah. He did a really great job with it. It looks awesome. Yeah. And you can have, I, I've said before, but uh, we're, we're just, we're just, we're just lollygagging yeah. now, yeah. but you can have that art uh, for yourself too. You can use it. Oh, it's, your, it's, it's yours to have i mean if you like it enough you could use it post it whatever you want to do with it it's, yeah, it's, i already paid the dude commission for it and yeah so it's entirely so it's man I, now, so. I appreciate it make Thank t-shirts with it bro <laughs> that yeah. hey, that's not, that's not a bad idea <laughs> all right i think we're yeah. uh i think we're well, i think we're pretty much done here this all sounds um, i'm pretty excited about all this stuff it was, this was a lot of a lot yeah. of fun yeah. a Same. lot of fun yeah, yeah. awesome yeah. cool man well you hey wanna, anytime you guys want to play or ever need another guest i'd be happy to to get on talk yeah, we might we might to do a whole nother just a music another thing. thing yeah that's uh, fine yeah you asked if you had anything i know the band do you have any uh you want to pr- promote or do anything like that i mean i know you say you're maybe working on stuff uh um yeah i mean just keep an eye out on you know on us on emerge follow, um, follow you on facebook <laughs> yeah all that kind of stuff um you know we'll list them we'll all put something or, we'll put them in the show notes or something I mean, yeah, yeah 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 we'll we'll uh 
we'll put something out here. Hopefully, um, it probably won't happen, you know, before the end of this year, but hopefully next year we'll definitely be, be back and, you know, yeah, ready to go again. Full speed ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's fine. So everybody's listening to this. You can find them, you can find a merge pretty much every, every, everywhere. Uh, yeah. album, both, I think both the albums are on Spotify, I think. Yeah. So, um, I don't think that the, that the original EP is on Spotify anymore. Um, and the, the simplest off? answer. Yeah. Well, the simplest answer for that is, is we actually have to pay every year to re up, you know, oh, and keep so all yeah. that stuff on there. Yeah. And so, you know, that just, if the new album, like it, it gets enough streams to where, you know, like it pays for itself. Um, yeah, we can just like really, keep, yeah, I've keep heard, basically. I, I don't want to get into it, but Spotify is, is kind of known to be dirty to musicians, but a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you make more off of Apple music. So we're like on all the different streaming platforms. Yeah. Um, and it's not, we don't pay Spotify specifically. We just, it's just the, um, I go through TuneCore. Um, and so it's, you know, like X amount of dollars every year to keep renewing, um, and have your albums on there. And so the, hmm. the old EP just didn't really like, it wasn't me singing and you know, it wasn't the yeah. production that we necessarily wanted. And so I just eventually was just like, okay, we're just not going to pay for it anymore. And just, you know, that's, that's okay. uh, I, I do you hope that eventually, can... sorry, I mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, no. You're good. What are you going to say? I want to say, cause uh, I know some bands do that, but like, they're like, Oh, our first album we still sell on our website or we sell only when we tour. Yeah, you, you probably have copies lying so around. You can probably burn copies. Yeah. And sell. Like, you know, cool. For Every sure. show make like 10, 20 copies or something. Yeah. For we, sure. This is our original EP and you know, it has a story. People buy that stuff right. all the time. I bought tons oh, of yeah. that stuff. I remember buying yeah. Stains Tormented, like their very first album. Stains Tormented oh my was goodness. only available it live and so we managed to get a hold of a copy live at a show oh, yeah. i don't think i even have it anymore who knows where it's at i, I need know. yeah i need that I've, i'm only able to listen to that on like youtube yeah i had a i had a physical at some point in my life i had a physical copy of tormented somewhere and you had a physical copy wow. of 10 year the first 10 years album with that, with that with uh-huh. jesse yeah yeah would uh, you put that wow. in it lost it, <laughs> lost it. <laughs> i'm, an, I'm an ass. warehouse or there's no case or something back in the day yeah burnt it onto the computer we're like oh we don't need this anymore all right i guess we, i guess we can wrap up uh here this has been, this has been again it's been great uh, this is awesome cool, yeah really enjoyed it thanks awesome. for doing thank it. you guys for yeah thank you guys for asking me i i loved it yeah it's awesome and we will uh we'll uh we'll share all this stuff uh when when i put it out uh just so i guess so you know but I, we will record today and it gives me like i use like a week the week of, to edit so this will come out next sunday i'll post it on all, okay. all of our social medias and i'll probably post cool. it again to your uh your emerge fan page so that maybe your emerge people will come listen to you yeah. gab about music for a while tune out Sweet. on the game game part maybe who, know, who knows <laughs> we'll see honestly awesome uh, you got anything else Blake? uh no i'm i'm okay all right man well cool. we're gonna let you go we really appreciate awesome, this man. and we'll, we'll see you, you again soon yeah, man. Just message Sweet. us anytime you're uh, open to uh, any, and it, it could be more second extension. Any, anytime you want to play a game, we're up for anything. Cool. Thank you guys, man. Y'all have a good day. You too, dude. All right. Bye. Bye.